Dame. <laughs> you can't go back to Duke Dame. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, you can Fools do whatever you want. We have a weekly Duke Dame. <laughs> That's true. Don't we? The fools gather and listen to a couple other fools. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, if you don't like it, I can stop. No, I like it. I do like it. Of course, I like Duke Dame. What's not to like about Duke Dame? I'm acquiescing, though. I want I want to just put that on the record. It sounds like a Doctor Strange villain. Like what Duke was Dame? The, yeah, what was the name of the the Doctor Strange villain in the in the movie with uh, Berndacht Kumbububuch? Uh, uh, right. Sure. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up because it was something like Duke Dame. Because I remember him saying, <laughs> Duke Dame. I am here to bargain or whatever a thousand <laughs> times. Remember that? Really? You don't, I don't did you I, see this I movie? I don't. I saw that movie once. I wasn't a huge fan, so Really? Can't say I revisited it. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite. Um Duke Dame. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> it was Dormammu. Oh, Dormammu. Yeah. Dormammu. <laughs> I've come to bargain. <laughs> hey, you guys want to have a Duke Dame with Dormammu? <laughs> what do you say? Of course. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Uh, Duke Dame in Denmark with Dormammu. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. It is close to Duke Dame. It is. That's not not really, but you know, whatever. Dor- no, it starts with a D. That's really where <laughs> yeah. the similarities. <laughs> and it has the same number of syllables. That's true. Yeah. As we know, you are king of syllable counting. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy it. I do enjoy sitting around counting syllables. I guess yes. it's one of my hobbies. Yeah, like when you're at your Tallahassee dick arounds. <laughs> You know that Tallahassee has four syllables. That's right. <laughs> right. It seems like it might have more, but it doesn't. Does it? It has four. Yeah, it seems like there's Does a lot. It? Yeah, you might get confused there for oh a second. God, it seems like Tallahassee. That's four. <laughs> That's a straight up four you banger, get, buddy. No, no, you might get confused. You might think you're someone has five, maybe uh, six syllables uh, in Tallahassee. I guess, uh, yeah, some of the more genetically deficient among us might think that it, there's five. And there are a lot of those in Tallahassee, <laughs> apparently. So it's true. That's know. what makes it so great for dick arounds, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the capital of dick arounds. It is. It's the capital of dick arounds. Yeah, I do like a dick around that has a four-syllable uh, place attached to it. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Kentucky, but that's not. It's not I don't. You not, you only like a four-syllable dick around. I'm more comfortable with a four-syllable dick around than I am with a three-syllable <laughs> dick around. Yeah, uh-huh. I sure, mean, it I depends it. on the three syllables. If they were really good, maybe I could get into it. Well, what about like a you like a Colorado dick around? Obviously, that's good. You like that one? I do like that. But you don't like a Widowie Alabama dick around? No, I don't like that. Too many syllables. Yeah, that's uh, what that's, about just Alabama dick around? Mm, no. From what I've learned, you can dick around all over that goddamn state. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, you got to be careful, though. <laughs> Down there. The people are weird. They're very touchy. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's good advice for all of your dick arounds. <laughs> <laughs> just be careful when you're out there dicking around. For some reason, though, Alabama, because even though it has four syllables, I don't like it as much. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I'm starting to think the syllables have nothing to do with it, and you just have a weird, like, guttural reaction to the sound of a word. No, like Oklahoma dick around. I like that one. That's good. Yeah, but yeah. it's no better or worse than Alabama dick around. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I mean, <laughs> in terms of dick arounds, uh-huh. Alabama's low on my list. Maybe I just have a a, a thing against Alabama, which is incre- entirely possible. 
How do you feel about a Chattahoochee dick around? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I'd go to one of those. Yeah, you would. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> yeah, that's. I very... bet you'll be hearing from their uh, organizers. I hope so. I hope yeah. I do. The, the Chamber yeah. of Commerce of Chattahoochee. The Chattahoochee. Touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the Chattahoochee Chamber. <laughs> that's what they Start call it. Organizing right. some dick arounds. That's right. That's what they do. <laughs> it's all they do. It's all it is. It's all they're doing. <laughs> Well, speaking of dick arounds, welcome. Yeah, speaking indeed of dick arounds. To Glengarry, Glen Ross Infinite. The Glengarry, Glen Ross Infinite Podcast. Your source for counting syllables. A better way to dick around wherever you are. <laughs> and where are we in all this? Well, buddy, we're at episode number 56. Science, math, and geology, and other stuff, it's numerology, numerology. Oops. Well, here we are. Here we are. Episode it's, 56. It's the nickel sace. See. What? Y- you're just opening old wounds. <laughs> and I want to go on a record. This is not counting against my numerology time <laughs> if I address this issue. <laughs> I was so mad at you, and I never got a chance to... To really get into it with you, why? How do you not? How do you not know the double nickel? Well, I mean, it's it's implied, right? Double five, double nickel. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't last uh, week. You didn't. You were like, "What's that?" I just wanted <laughs> like to be some kind of babe in the woods. <laughs> I just wanted to be overt. I, I wanted see. to make sure that everyone understood exactly what we were talking about. And so that you had your you had your inklings. Yeah, but you wanted you wanted confirmation. Yeah, yeah, and it was. I, I should have probably been uh, a little more opaque about it because that's like the I, David Mamet yeah. kind of thing, right? You just use the just use the language of the street, and you just you don't explain anything, and you just go with it. Yeah, yeah. Always leave them wondering what the fuck you meant. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Numerology All right. segment timer starting now. <laughs> It's lean, it's mean, it's trim and it's slim, it's quick and it's slick, it's speedy and it's needy. It's numerology, buddy. <laughs> 56 is the natural number following 55 and preceding 57. Where is my shocked face? I, you keep losing that thing. <laughs> I keep Put a low jack it. on your shock face, please. <laughs> uh, 56 is the sum of the first six triangular numbers, making it a tetrahedral number oh that's fun tetrahedral that's a good bill walton word <laughs> tetrahedral <laughs> don't you think can't you just see him saying it i certainly can your big old wooden teeth out there up front tetrahedral <laughs> i love bill walton and i miss him yeah well i mean he's i guess he's bored too probably no basketball for just him to a talk bored about. Bill Walton. Just sitting around sitting waiting around. for somebody to play basketball so he can talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> Tetrahedral. <laughs> um, 56 is the number of ways to choose three out of eight objects or to choose five out of eight objects if order does not matter. Wow. Right? That's fun. 56 different ways to choose those things out of eight things. But that makes going to Target really complicated. Well, yeah, if order does not matter. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> and why else would you be in a target if order mattered no, to you? No, order doesn't matter at target. Right? No. Exactly. You're just grabbing things off the shelf, whatever they are. Oh, Target, what has happened to you? Sweet, sweet Target has become 
just third world country. <laughs> they can't help it. They're inundated. No, I get it's, it. I get you know, it. they're one of the yeah. few places that's open that you can go and get your shit. Yeah, a lot of people need stuff from the Target. They do. They really do. I like Target nonetheless. I mean, all that, I all mean, that's I, being said. You know, God, God love them, but it's really, it's fu- the quality has fallen off in recent months. <laughs> but there are, only, there are only bastion of hope against the Walmart. You know what I mean? Like they're the only thing saving us from just yeah. every store being Walmart. I mean, you got your Kmart, you got your Caldors. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> they're gone. They're done. K- How many Kmarts are there? There's maybe like six Kmarts left in the world. I don't know. That's a sad thing. For Kmart was always my jam when I was a kid. You know, yeah. going to Kmart. Absolutely, I loved Kmart. Can't you ride the horse? You get a slice. You know, you get a slushy. <laughs> what? What have you? <laughs> It's cold pick, in there. You know, you go pick, in, it's the summertime. It's ice cold in there. It's, it's ice cold in there. Yeah. Fantastic. You pick up your unmentionables. You're on your way home. <laughs> Great toy selection when you're a kid. You know, that was. Yeah. Huge toy section. Yeah. Kmart was the shit. Indeed, indeed. And nothing will ever live up to it. Nothing? I'm pouring one out for Kmart, buddy. All right, then. Here's to you, All Kmart. Right? Okay. A 56 is the sum of six consecutive primes. Oh, that's fun. That is 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, and 17. Oh, that's cool. Getting you right to 56. I like it. Yeah, it's fun like, like that with the primes stacking up like that. I can already tell 56 is pretty goddamn fun. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it runs in streaks. It's up, to, it's up and down. You'll see. You'll see. You get, you, you know, it's... I didn't mean to jump the you, gun. No, it keeps you guessing. I know we're early on and you're feeling good about it, but you just wait, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a long way to go in the numerology segment. And, hey, come on. What are you with the suits on this? <laughs> thought you were my partner. <laughs> All right, f- moving on. 56 is the Tetranachi number. What? Tetranachi. Five Nachis? Tetranachis. <laughs> is that five? How it many was is like tetra? a multiplicity of Fibonacci's. Yeah. <laughs> Making a Tetranachi. How many is Tetra? Is that that's is that five or no? It's not five, is it? That would be Quintanachi. That's right. That would be Quintanachi. Quintanachi. Tetranachi would be like a ten, right? Like uh, a base ten. Is that what that is? Tet- tetra. I don't know. Tetrahedron. Tetris. You fit in a whole bunch Tetris. of different shaped Fibonacci's into a little thing, you know, and stacking them up. <laughs> I I like a little Tetranachi uh, Fibonacci Tetris. Sure. De- I love de- it. De- you're just waiting for the one where he's just laying flat because those are the best ones. And you never get it. You just you never and, you, and then it's just all those Fibonacci's are stacking up. They're getting closer stacking, to the top. You're getting closer to the ceiling. You're like, no. <laughs> I'm going to lose all my Fibonacci's. Fibonacci. Why won't that bottom row of Fibonacci's just disappear? You got you got to wait for the this laying down guy. <laughs> and he's not coming. No. <laughs> Is that guy just bent like an L? He's no help. No, he's a lot of trouble, actually. <laughs> Unless you get him rotated just the right way. He is a lot of trouble. Yeah. And Fibonacci's, I don't know why this segment goes on so long. I have I no idea. <laughs> Fibonacci's don't like being rotated. That's one thing about them. You cannot spin a Fibonacci. <laughs> if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Uh, 56 is the sum of the sums of the divisors of the first eight positive integers. Whoa. Some of the sums of the divisors. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So crazy, I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> 56 is a semi-perfect number since 56 is twice a perfect number. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you split a perfect thing, you get two semi-perfect things. Okay. Pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I get that. Right? That's fun. 56 is a partition number. Oh, hello. The number of distinct ways 11 can be represented as the sum of natural numbers. 
Huh. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was the look of confusion I was hoping for, buddy. <laughs> I was really excited for partition numbers <laughs> until I got the definition of a partition number. Yeah. And then well, we like, need more partition numbers in this quarantine time. <laughs> yeah, we do. Right? That's right. Pretty soon your your theater is going to be nothing but partition numbers. It's all partition numbers. A couple seat numbers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or a pile of rubble, whichever comes first. <laughs> uh, moving into science and technology. Oh, fun. It's reminiscent of a jingle I once heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In humans, olfactory receptors are categorized in 56 families. Oh. Yeah. So Who'd have thought there were even that many olfactory receptors, let alone families of olfactory receptors? Yeah. So there's right? like 56 different like families of smell? Families of receptors that smell. Yeah, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like taste buds, like how they, you know, certain ones taste bitter and certain ones can only taste sweet and certain like that. Sure, like, you got, yeah, you got your, yeah. And yeah, I wonder if the sweet olfactory. Sweet savory and your, what's that other, there's like a fifth one that's weird. Yeah, there is one that's weird. There's just It's not edamame, but it's like that. <laughs> Dormammu? I don't know. Dormammu. <laughs> 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 but yeah, there's that other weird one. But the, and I wonder if the olfactory is the same setup, you know. So some of them smell fart, and some of them smell steak, and some of them smell veggies. You know what I mean, like that kind of thing. I, I mean, I don't even want to. I don't want to. I don't even want to get into this with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> some of them smell fart. <laughs> well, one of them has to. I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> My brain tells me <laughs> that guy was last in line that morning. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, what do I get to smell? What, what? Oh, you got steak. Oh, you got flowers. Oh, man, you got pizza in the car. Shit, that's a good one. F- farts. Ah, poor guy. Poor family? Or is he just one of the family of the gaseous smellers? Maybe that's it. Yeah, the Like there's family. one family that just smells gases. Right, right. And then, yeah, okay, all right. I don't know. Or the methane family or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they have a lot of land. <laughs> the methane family. Beautiful, beautiful rolling land. Rolling methane land. <laughs> rolling fragrant land. <laughs> 56 is the code for international direct dial calls to Chile. A Chile. Chile. Nice. You ever been? Nope. I hope to go someday. Yeah? Yeah, land of the poets, my friend. Oh, sure. Yeah. Not Neruda, so forth. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's the long, skinny one, right? What does Chile look like? I'm trying to imagine it in my mind. Yeah, let's say it's the long, skinny one. Okay. <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> I imagine there's more than a few long, skinny countries. <laughs> But that's one of them. But that's the that's the one you think of, you know, when you're thinking along skinny countries. <laughs> what do you? Oh, Chile, of course. Let's go it's there. De- yeah, it's definitely it runs along that's that sort of southwest coast. Exactly. That's the one you're thinking long yeah. and skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It runs. That's in our s- guy. It runs in streaks. <laughs> it runs in streaks right down the side there. It's all it is. It's all it's doing. <laughs> Fifty six is the maximum speed of analog data transmission over a POTS in the twentieth century. <laughs> I like it. You know I what like a POTS it. is? A POTS. No, tell me what a POTS is. Plain old telephone service. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Isn't that fun? That's really fun. Yeah, 56 little K-bits. 
Yeah, remember that? That was the old uh, the old AOL hookup thing with the, the modem. Yeah, the yeah. modem with the beeping and all that stuff. That was fifty six k. That was the best you could get. If and boy, it was something. Oh, it was horrible. You're just hearing that sound, that dial up sound, and just waiting for a picture to load for like seven days. <laughs> And you're like, I'm almost at the vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on what picture a young Zumbo may have been trying to load over those modems. (laughs) Those early modems. That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you do a lot of porn download back in the day, buddy? No. Who had the time? (laughs) Well, you know, I'd set it and forget it. Walk away, come back to some porn. You know what I liked back in the day? Tell me, tell me. Uh, this was around the time of AOL, but kind of prior. Uh, Apple had their own um, like ecosystem, online ecosystem, that was like you. AOL, that was called right. E-World. Do you remember I this? I remember E-World. Yeah, sure. it was great. Yeah. yeah, It was like this little anime, it was like a little cartoon world, and, and it, it, the, the interface was like a town. So if you wanted to go to the chat rooms, you clicked on like the town hall. And you went and uh-huh. talked to people. If you wanted to um, like go out to the internet, you hit the exit ramp and you went out into the you know, the greater World Wide Web. Oh, you were on the information superhighway. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and if you wanted to read, look at books or whatever, you went to the library or whatever. It was just, I loved it. It was so much fun. Sure. It lasted sure. for about a week, I think, before they finally pulled the plug on it because it was... Yeah, well, you know, and look, hey, what are you going to do? It was uh, the Wild West back then. It Everybody really was. Everybody was trying a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And virtually none yeah. of it worked. Well, I mean, not not in any way that was helpful. Yeah, not like today. I mean, come on. It all just took so long. Yeah. Well, at 56, that's the whole problem. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying that's to you. I'm saying to you. <laughs> Okay, we're, we've got, we're out of time for that second. Yeah, yeah, that's Moving done. on. Moving on. The number of bits in a key used in the data encryption standard. Oh, sure. Yeah, you see it all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you use a lot of data encryption? I am these days. I have since... That's a big quarantine project for me. I've encrypted all my data. Really? Yeah, I'm using VPNs now. Oh, I'm, good for I'm, you. I've really secured the whole situation. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should get a VPN. I think you should be do a the good same because hackers got nothing to do. Yeah, right. They <laughs> so try to get your shit. Yeah, I do, I'm afraid of encryption, like my local, my own encryption on my own stuff, because I'm afraid I'll like forget the password. I'll never be able to unencrypt it. Oh well, yeah. Don't want your, that to happen. Your password manager. You only have to remember one. That's another thing I use regularly now. Yeah, I like those two, but that it, yeah. it's still same problem if you forget the one. <laughs> <laughs> you you're worried about forgetting a password. <laughs> this is what this is what this is why all your data is at risk because of <laughs> you're worried about forgetting one password. Potentially, yes. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it just makes Why don't you just write it on the back of your boomerang? <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll never be without it. Yeah, the encryption makes me a little nervous just for that for that reason of of unencrypting it again. Well, non-encryption makes me a little nervous for the, you know, identity theft and stealing of all my money yeah, and stuff. I hear you. So I, that one seems worse to me. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm taking a swing on being able to remember the one password. <laughs> <laughs> 56 is the atomic number of barium. Barium? Barium Aww. is a chemical element with the symbol BA in the atomic number 56. Can you guess what kind of metal it is, buddy? Oh, is it a silvery gray uh, 
uh, luscious metal it's with uh, <laughs> l- with glorious uh, tones of pink and and periwinkle. I do love the luscious metals, but sadly, no. You were right about silvery. <laughs> oh, good. And it is soft, soft and silvery. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not unlike a. Uh, uh, it's, like, it's like your voice, <laughs> soft and silvery. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> soft and silvery. I was going to say Alec Baldwin, but yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. He's soft and silvery. He sure is. You're goddamn right. I am. He's getting softer all the time. <laughs> softer and silverier. <laughs> because of barium's high chemical reactivity, it is never found in nature as a free element. No way. Yeah, you got to get it out of stuff. Oh. You can't just stumble upon some barium, I'm, si- I'm sad to say. That's interesting. Yeah. The name barium originates from the alchemical derivative barita from the Greek baris, meaning heavy. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You see it was identified as a new element in 1774, but not reduced to a metal until 1808 with the, elec- with the advent of electrolysis. Nice. Yeah. I don't know much about barium, I have to say. But I Yeah, I mean that's no one expects you to come in knowing about the elements. I'm here to get to know it though. I mean I like want to find out more about barium. You're down you're down with barium. It sounds very friendly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, hey barium, how you doing? You know, it's just a friendly sounding element. Yeah, and it's, uh, it sounds like you have like a guy you know named Barry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Barry, um, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it sounds. It just sounds friendly. It's like something you want to just hang out with. Yeah, unfortunately, the two guys I've ever known in my life named Barry were douchebags. <laughs> well, you know any Barrys? Uh, I did know one Barry, and he was a very fun guy, actually. Oh, a fun guy. Yeah, really fun. <laughs> well, this is a metal, not a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> <laughs> Barium has a few industrial applications that might help with you getting to know it. Tell me. It is a component of YBCO, which is high temperature <coughs> superconduction. You all right there? And electro electroceramics. Are you talking about the one cough? Yeah. What What do you mean? It sounded really bad on this end. Did it? Yeah. It sounded like you had some, some barium in your throat. Well, you sound really bad on this end. How do you like that, buddy? <laughs> I mean, what kind of shit is You interrupt because I cough once. I interrupt every time you cough. We're not getting through this segment ever. <laughs> the suits are pitching a fit. You're dying because of your coffee phlegmy nonsense. You got to call me out. I didn't have to. You bring up the phlegm of my volume <laughs> of my phlegm. Yeah. Yeah. I did that to you. You'd harbor it. <laughs> Harvard a long while and you'd be right. That's right. I don't even want to go on now. Oh, come on. You just stalled the whole situation. Come on, no, electric, electric something. Yeah, you Barium. cough. One, you know, everybody, nobody wants to cough on a podcast. I do it. You got to call it out. Barium, come on. What kind of shit is this? Give me some more barium. No, defend yourself. <laughs> You're just an asshole and now we just move on? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, that's how it works in this country. Is it? <laughs> Not in my book, buddy. <laughs> yeah, barium, 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 barium. <laughs> It's a radio contrast agent. It's drilling fluid. It's all kinds of stuff. Are, are we done? <laughs> you tell can we me. Play, play what would David Mammoth think now? Can we, can we be done? <laughs> I do think of barium in that way. I, I've heard of it being used in some sort of like uh, 
radioactive situation like uh you know imaging that kind of thing yeah yeah we were gonna get to all of that you drink it right isn't that what you drink when you go in to get your like we, uh, we again we were gonna get to it so instead of you supposing what it might be i was about to tell us what it is well get on with it but you derailed the whole fucking barium train <laughs> get on with it i'm not your fucking monkey i'm not cranking a music box for you i do numerology for me and the suits Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, I'm done. And so there's so many interesting things about barium. Well, too, let's and I have them. talk about it anymore. What? So you're going to just take your barium and go home. Is that it? I mean, I don't know why, what else to do. I don't know what else to do. It was, it was rude what you did, and you're not even apologizing for it. You just want to move on. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's such a Weingartner thing. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <sighs> Can I have some right, more so barium you, information? You got compounds uh, of barium are added to fireworks to impart a green color. Oh, see, that's Isn't fun. that fun? That's we really almost fun. missed that one. What? Barium sulfate is used as an insoluble additive to well drilling. Oh. Insolubles, okay, I guess, in terms of well drilling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it to be soluble, I, I would imagine. I don't. Absolutely not. Right, 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 right. Um. A barium enema, which is what you were talking about, is an x-ray exam that can detect changes or abnormalities in the large intestine. There you go. An enema, if you don't know, is the injection of fluid into your rectum through a small tube. Go, with that. go ahead. Get <laughs> yourself a barium enema. <laughs> what could be better? I don't know if you get it. Why? You know, I mean, unless, if you're having gastrointestinal distress, by all means, try the barium enema. But outside of that, I don't, I don't see why you would. <laughs> Why you would do that? I don't know, but I think you can also do the oral. Like I think they make you drink barium for other kinds of imaging tests. That's for an upper, yeah, an upper GI thing, like an upper GI. Yeah, yeah. but your lower GI, you got to go in through the chute. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to go right up in there. the old barium highway. The <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it. Uh, the soluble barium ion and soluble compounds are poisonous and have been used as rodenticides. Oh boy, that's that's nasty. Yeah, I mean, well, you you know, you got a rodent, you got to kill it. I guess. Barium, barium it up. <laughs> See what I was telling you about barium? It's not great. Yeah, yeah, it's a little you know? up and down. It's not all great. Some of it's great. Some of it isn't. Okay. Uh, barium as a metal or when alloyed with aluminum is used to remove unwanted gases, which is called getting from vacuum tubes, such as TV picture tubes. Oh, how do you spell getting? Gettering. Gettering. Oh, gettering. Is what I meant to say. It's as you would imagine. Get G-E-T-T-E-R-I-N-G. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was curious because there's a, the Pennsylvania Dutch used the word get. To mean like when something like congeals, like uh, they're making a stew and they leave it on the stove and they're like, oh, you just got to leave it on there to get. Huh. Yeah. That's a nice little tidbit. Yeah. And that's what I thought. From your barn raising days? That's right. So I thought when you said getting, uh, it was sort of. Yeah, no, this this is just a gettering of the gases, (laughs) the unwanted gases, (laughs) (laughs) which takes us back to our olfactory family. (laughs) That's right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, that's really, scientifically, that's pretty cool. It is cool. You just throw a barium rod in a picture tube and it'll just collect all the unwanted gases. That is kind of fun. And, and you got to give it up to barium for doing a job no one else wants to do. Well, I don't, I mean, does no one else want to do it? Is that true? Would you want to gather up unwanted gases? That sounds (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) 
It's like the migrant is, worker of, of metals. Ba- I was going to say, is Barium the illegal alien of the periodic table? <laughs> <laughs> it's doing all the things that no American wants to do. That's exactly right. Yeah. Good. Well, shout out to Barium. Good for it. Yeah. Let's get Barium that green card. Huh? Hard working. Gets in there, does things other people won't, don't want to do. I love it. No shirking, hard work. That's, right. That's what we always say about barium. <laughs> uh, other uses of elemental barium are minor. Oh. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you? No. It's uh, lead tin in soldering alloys. Very important. Very important. Oh. Um, this, what barium does in your soldering alloys is increases the creep resistance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. You like that, That's right? a really good thing. Yeah. Hashtag me too. That's right. You want to be resistant to creeps. Hashtag all women. That's right. Barium. Keep the creeps away. Increase the creep resistance. <laughs> um, it is alloyed with nickel for spark plugs. Oh, that's good. And if you got two of those, you got a double nickel spark plug. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? A 55? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And its additive to steel and cast iron makes those things an inoculant. Oh. Yeah. How do you like that? I think it's really good. Barium is like good. It's good. I like it. Yeah. It's good. It's like low key good. It's like it works under in places that no one notices. You know, it doesn't it's not doesn't it doesn't have hero complex. It's like the unsung hero of the metal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's yeah. a good t- it's a team player. You know what I mean? It's like the... That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Does the dirty work. Exactly. Yeah. It's the Paul yeah, Mokeski. Cleans up. The Paul Mokeski <laughs> of metals. I don't... I see Mokeski as a skill guy. You see <laughs> him as a, a dirty work guy? <laughs> He's just brilliant all around. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever but I, I mean, you never... One thing you never say about Mokeski is that he would dive on the floor for a ball. You never saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you never saw like all out hustle out of McKeskey. I guess that's kind of true. He kind of relied on his his vast array of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good you point. Know? I take it back then. And he sure he certainly didn't rely on his good looks. No. But there's got to be a player who's the who's the player of like Barium is. Who... Yeah. My my mind immediately goes to Greg Kite. <laughs> 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 but that's just one of many guys that could. It could do barium some justice. Yeah, Bobby Jones is Bobby Jones. Is good one. Good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of barium because boy, I got mad at you for a second. In there. <laughs> let's let's wipe off the barium uh, residue and move into astronomy, shall we? Okay. We got a Messier object. Yes. M fifty six, a magnitude nine point five globular cluster in the constellation Lyra. 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 That's a big one, a 9.5. 9.5 cluster is a big one in a small Lyra. <laughs> Lyra is a small constellation. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trouble getting that one to fit <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> wow. Hey, you all right over there? Why? Everything okay? Why? What do you mean? Because you coughed. I just, I'm very concerned. Oh, I might as well just go home then. I Maybe you should. Maybe I, I understand should. that impulse. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> I don't disagree, <laughs> but I just want to make sure you're okay. I already am home. We're all okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Are, but are we okay? Are we? You tell me. I'm asking you. I'm fine. I'm, uh, How are, are you? Are we fine? Yeah. We good. We good. Okay, we good. <laughs> we got an NGC, buddy. Oh, that's good. My new we good buddy. Yeah. 
NGC object uh, 56, an unverified object in the constellation Pisces. Unverified. Which, I will also say Wikipedia adds at the end, does not appear to be a real object. (laughs) (laughs) Hence being unverified. That's right. I guess it was just something taking up space, and they called it NGC 56, and they're not even sure it was a thing. And they they don't want to go back and clean up that mess. They're just like, eh, just leave it. It's fine. Yeah, we already called it NGC 56, so no going back now. We just won't put a blue check mark next to it. (laughs) That's all we'll do. I like it. Unverified. I like it. I like it. It's unverified. That's right. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Moving into some music notes. Some notes on the music in the in the number fifty six. Fifty six minutes is a two thousand and seven composition by David Woodward. How long is composed that for piano, violin, cello, and electronics? How long is it? Fifty six minutes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. That's my guess. Just a guess. I'm hoping. Or it could be ironically titled, you know. That's true, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about David Woodward. And it all depends on what tempo you play it in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, how do you know it's 56 minutes? <laughs> yeah. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No one knows. You know? Yeah. What if I just up the metronome a bit? Now what? Yeah. <laughs> now what's your song called, Woodward? Huh? <laughs> I just turned 56 minutes into 17 and a half minutes. How do you <laughs> like right. that, Woodward? Maybe now that's my song, Woodward. <laughs> huh? How do you like that? <laughs> That's a composition by Zumbo called uh, Less Than 56 Minutes. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Flatfoot 56 is a Celtic punk rock band, or I guess Celtic in this sense. Celtic punk rock band. Okay. The Bawinkle Brothers out of Chicago formed this band in 2001. Bawinkle. Bawinkle. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Must get moose and squirrel. <laughs> Yeah, one of their great songs is called Hey Rocky, Watch Me Pull a Rabbit Out of This Hat. <laughs> and another one was called Guess I Don't Know My Own Strength. <laughs> Old Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, those were good. They are good. It's like the uh, the uh, Dave Moss and George Arano of the cartoon world. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Bullwinkle was pretty pretty George Arano-y. Uh, exactly right. Hey, Rocky. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, Dave, <laughs> uh, watch me pull a rabbit out of this hat. <laughs> I know what's wrong with me. I can't, uh, I can't pull a rabbit. I pull a tiger. I can't pull this rabbit. <laughs> I pull a tiger. I pull a lion. I can't get a rabbit. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess I don't know my own strength. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I imagine that'll come back to haunt us at some future time. You're a fucking asshole. Bullwinkle. <laughs> yeah, nobody does a Rocky. I can't do a Rocky. I couldn't even think of what it sounded like or I would have done it. He talks like this. Yeah, you know, I guess that's guy, true. You know? He does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Little squirrel guy. Little squirrel guy. <laughs> that's right. Little squirrel guy. <laughs> um, along for the ride is a fi- in a 56 T-Bird is the parenthetical of that song title. Along for the ride, parenthetical in a 56 T-Bird. Uh-huh. The song was covered by John Denver and originally written by Danny O'Keefe. Ah, all right. You seem like you might be a John Denver guy. Am I going? No? Okay. All right. No, all right. Sorry. Well, that's that's how you read. What? <laughs> I just want you to know that's that. wrong. That's just. I that's mean, he was on the Muppets all the time. <laughs> he was you know, singing folk songs. I know you like folk songs. I like folk songs. Seemed okay. Like there was some some Wine Gardener Denver crossover there. You know, there I never got into John Denver. He had a lovely okay. voice, and he was very he talented. He did. He really did. He really yeah. did. 
But I just never no. He was he didn't appeal to me ever. Yeah, he he creeped me out like a youth minister. Like I some about John Denver, I did not like. <laughs> and you guys have the marijuana connection. You know what I mean? So me, what do you mean, me and John Denver? Yeah, you and John Denver. You know, so I thought maybe you would like him because of that. Well, I mean, a, a lot of guys have a marijuana connection. <laughs> I don't like them all. <laughs> It's like saying, like, hey, you guys will get along. You both have tattoos. What? Yeah, there you go. No, no. <laughs> this is the problem with non-tattooed people. <laughs> they think we all like each other if we all have tattoos. Could be further from the truth. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's a good assumption to make, I think. Five Good Feet of Lovin' is, is a song sung by Gene Vincent. Wait, Five Feet? Five feet of loving, and then within the song, I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. You're so uppity today. <laughs> within the chorus, and it, it is unclear why to me, but the the number fifty six is repeated. Ah, it's hard to say why without hearing the song, and I was not about to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Five feet of loving. Uh, I kind of get what I understand what it's supposed to mean, but if you on first glance, you know, at first. <laughs> hearing of it i thought of something different you thought of a five foot dick yes yeah i think we all did buddy <laughs> i don't think you're alone there <laughs> yeah a uh, five foot dick <laughs> would be a better name for that song if you ask it me. would be and then what what's the 56 i don't know i don't know either and again we would probably have to either hear the song or read the lyrics to know for sure yeah and uh no thank you okay yeah Maybe it's like uh, five foot six, something like that. Maybe it's like... I was thinking that too, but 56 inches is uh, not quite six feet. That's... Uh, yeah, but five foot six is 56. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, not, I'm just taking a shot at it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know 56 inches is not five foot. I'm sure you, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you measure twice on that and just to make sure. That's right. You know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Experimento 56 is a Spanish funk fusion rock band. Oh. Experimento. <laughs> do, you, do you enjoy the Spanish funk fusion rock? I can't, I can't say that I do. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I don't either. <laughs> right, I don't right. think I know a lot. <laughs> I don't either. It seems like a narrow genre <laughs> yeah. to me. I don't know. It's the Chile <laughs> of music <laughs> genres. <laughs> it's the long skinny one. It's the long narrow <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Gotcha, okay. And then 56 Nights is a mixtape by Future. It's a mixtape. Mixtape, yeah. By Future. Yeah, mixtape is what... Um, it's a, a big in the hip-hop community. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Uh, guys will hand out their mixtapes. So it's, it's, a, it's a smattering of maybe their inspirations, uh, various tracks of their own throughout their careers... It's a mixtape. Sure, I remember it from like the 90s, you know, when we sure, used to make mixtapes. Sure, that's a slightly different. Yeah, it's it's evolved since then. But yeah, you and I you and I used to make mixtapes. Yeah. Uh, I still do. I still make like mixes and playlists for various moods and friends and that kind of thing. Right. And you used to make them and you put them on a tape and you'd give them to a friend or whatever, you know. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a love note to to uh, uh, someone you were courting perhaps. Yes, oftentimes um, it was that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a little bit about me, and I'm not smart enough to tell you about me, so here are songs I like. Yeah, or that I thought you would like, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, or that remind me of you, right, even, right. right? Like that, yep. yeah, sure, sure, or, sure. Or that might suggest activities we could do together, that kind of thing. I, and it's, it's still, it's still, it's still a, a widely used technique in the courtship 
uh, people just do it digitally now. They share their playlists, right? You know, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, there was something about making that mixtape, and I would even sometimes like uh, do a DJ between songs to do a little talk up of the song or the artist. <laughs> sure you, you would, know, sure you would, just to throw my own little flair on it. <laughs> <laughs> How did that work out for you? It was great. Yeah, good, good, good. I did very well <laughs> with my mixtapes. I did very well. <laughs> I did very well. <laughs> with the nurses? <laughs> Not at the time. I, Some of them probably went on to become nurses. I heard they were running cold. <laughs> no, no, I did very well. <laughs> my mixtapes were hot. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have the symbol for the Hungarian Revolution of 1956, just 56. Oh, fun. And if you're Hungarian and you say, oh, back when the 56 happened, that's what they're talking about. All right. Yeah. Um, famous Brazilian politician Aeneas Carniero has an odd way of repeating the number of his party. 56. Cinquenta e seis in Portuguese, making it widely repeated jargon in this country. Huh. That's weird. Cinquenta e seis. That's weird. Yeah. Let's start a party. Okay. What number will we give it? <laughs> I don't know. 56? I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems arbitrary to us. It does, but who yeah. Knows? No, I'm who sure knows? it has a meaning. Yeah. 56 Stuff is an international art community and record label. Oh, 56 Stuff. Okay. 56 Stuff. All right. Who knows? I don't know. Department 56 is a designer of collectibles, giftware, and seasonal decorations, such as miniature village houses. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that nuts? (laughs) Uh, Those are the best. I mean, if you're going to get yourself a miniature village house, make sure to get one from whatever the fuck it was, something 56. Department 56. Department 56. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Top quality, for sure. Bar none. Uh, seasonal decorations. Ah. You want to go to Department That's 56. Right. I got one. I got a miniature seasonal house one time from Department 54. It fell apart like in a week. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, it was terrible. I wish you'd have phone. <laughs> I would have told you. I would have told you not to do that. Go too higher. You'll be fine. <laughs> what are you doing buying 54? What is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. What are you trying to save a buck? <laughs> Doesn't work, buddy. You get what you pay for. That's 54 wise and 56 foolish. Exactly. I'm telling you. Exactly. Um, Shirley Temple, as a child, wore 56 curls in her hair. Come on. Curls were set by her mother, who thus made sure of the exact number every time. Oh, my God. And if that's not the most horrifying fact about the life of young Miss Shirley Temple, I don't know what is. That is fucked up. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Like, Jesus, dude. That is horrifying. Her mother counted the curls. I wonder if it was like she tried 58 and it seemed like too many. (laughs) She she tried 54, wasn't enough, you know? Like, how did she arrive at 56? Right? That's crazy. I guess it's so crazy. And there's like uh, 28 on each side, I'm assuming. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) with a part down the middle? I I, I don't know. I don't know. That is so weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, some of the curls have to ride the median, right? They have to be right on the center line. I guess. And then that's half a curl. So it's like 27 and a half curls each side. I don't know. Now I want to get a picture, a big picture of of Shirley Temple and count all the curls. You know what I mean? To make sure they're all there. Count the curls, baby. That is insane. That's a good band name, actually. Count all the curls, baby. Count count the curls. Count the (laughs) curls. Yeah. 
Um, um, Shirley Temple. Yeah, that's a that's a horrifying tidbit. It really is horrifying. And I love Shirley Temple. I don't know about you. Like, well, I don't have a f- opinion either way. Really? I why would I? Well, because she was the greatest child performer ever. Excuse me? She was the greatest child performer ever. Excuse me? Better than... Well, who's better? Who's better than Shirley uh, Temple? Rick Schroeder? Oh, come on. Uh, Haley Joel Osment? Oh, come on. <laughs> Shirley Temple's Shirley got Temple. nothing on these guys. Shirley Temple was amazing. No. She was amazing. you got to go back and, and who watch was the, the movies. Who, the, little, the fascinating little uh, Dakota Fanning? <laughs> come on. Shirley Temple. You're you just you you just you oh you're gonna OD on nostalgia someday, buddy. <laughs> get with the get with the program. Get with the times. Wow. Okay. All right. Shirley Temple's got nothing on these Come on. fine fine child actors. Oh, that's insane. They Henry Thomas. Uh, I love. Uh, I, hey, I'll do respect Henry Thomas. He ain't no Shirley oh, Temple. Henry Thomas gets respect, not the other fine <laughs> child actors. I think they're all fine too, but none of them are as good as Shirley Temple. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ron uh-huh. Howard. Ron Howard. You're bringing Ron Howard against Shirley Temple. Come uh, I'm on. bringing all of these people against Shirley Come Temple. Come on, the body of work, the the the, the multi variant talent. I mean, she was just. Well, I don't amazing. know about you, and, and I know the suits are going to have a real issue with this. But uh, anyone I love as much as you claim to love Shirley Temple, I'd want to cast her. Oh, I'd love to cast Shirley Temple. Great. <laughs> Who would they play? Who would they play? I'm going home. No, I'm not going home. I'm going to Wisconsin. <laughs> Fuck a lot of you. Fuck you all. I mean, come on. So oh, good. You do a great Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Shirley Temple. And we're talking about like little kid Shirley Temple. Like, uh, you know, she was, of course, she was, she was in, when she was 18, she was in the, uh, the what's it called with Cary Grant, the the Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer, but uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking no, about no. You're definitely not talking. I'm talking about, about young Shirley Temple. Uh, yeah, I mean, I or I don't know. I did we see her much as she got older? I I literally don't know anything about Miss Temple. Not that much, I don't think. After she after she became an adult, I think she kind of like stepped away from performing. Right, got out of, got out of the game. Yeah, once she could count her own curls, she was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, but what do we do with her? How do we cast Shirley Temple? I, I'm really I'm relying on you for this. Oh, well, I'm just poised to place her in a corral. I don't know. Like I said, I don't I don't know much. Yeah, I would I would kind of uh, on first blush. I'm I'm thinking about making her Lori Tan Chin, of course, uh, over at the over at the rest. I mean, that's I look. We don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of castmates for. Miss Tanchin, no, but we don't usually you, do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that seems like a, a misuse of the yeah the of talent the, of the certainly well, as you said the massive talent yeah, of a Miss Temple. I agree. Okay, then I think I would uh, I might go for Blake. <laughs> I mean, it's ironic. I love it. I love that it's ironic. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. She's got no shot in this corral. <laughs> heavy hitters in that corral. Yeah. Uh, 
um I like her as a I like that though. That's kind of fun. Like this little kid comes in all, you know, sassy with a briefcase and starts yeah. chewing out these old men. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. That's you're solid. such a hero. <laughs> you're such a little girl. How come you come down here wasting time with such a bunch of bums? <laughs> I mean, she's the curls are nice. <laughs> you see these curls? <laughs> you see these curls? <laughs> My curls like cost like more it. than your car. <laughs> Certainly. That's who yeah. I am, and you're nothing. I, I have more curls than you have sales this week. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, am I doing it? Am I doing it? I guess. I don't know. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes animal quackers to sell real estate. (laughs) All right. She's in there. That one cinched it for me. Okay, good. All right. Clint Eastwood, Charles Dutton, Chalion Fat, Kurt Russell with an eye patch, Snoop Dogg, and Shirley Temple. Oh, that's fantastic. It's pretty good. That's a great corral. That's a diverse, diverse corral. That's a party waiting to happen right there is what that is. And only because you spoke so glowingly. Uh Uh-huh. I would assume that you maybe had a chance in hell at the the IMDb game. All right, I'll give it a whirl. Are you w- willing to try? Yeah, for sure. You again? I will. I want to say you can opt out of this at any time. It puts you on the spot. It's no, not no. necessarily fair, but it's you're fine. always game. Yeah, so. I'm always game. I love it. I love guessing okay. games. All right. All right. Well, the number one is easy. Heidi. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! I almost Heidi killed you. Heidi is not on the list. <laughs> Heidi is not that on is the list. That is crazy. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, how about uh, Wee Willie Winky? <laughs> um, uh, uh, this is a one? tough one. Is it really? Yeah, I guess. It, I, I mean, guess I, I haven't heard of three of the four <laughs> of these. So for me, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. And I'm having a hard time thinking of a, a whole lot of Shirley Temple. Well, I'll, I'll say Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer, although I think that's probably wrong. Yeah, there you go. It's three strikes. I'm out. That's how they do the three one, right? When they're <laughs> that's, right. On the feud. Yeah, that's right. On the feud. <laughs> All right. I'll Let's play the feud. I got zero right. Give me a couple. All right. We got Captain January. Oh, okay. The 1936 film where she played a character called Star. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Uh, the Little Colonel. Oh, yeah. The Little Colonel. That's so a great you, one. Yeah. yeah. You, you know that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Um, Fort Apache. Oh, a John Wayne film. Yeah, the John Ford film too. Yeah, okay. John Wayne, Henry Fonda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, a little film called The Bluebird. Oh, oh, yeah. That's like the one that's about the bluebird of happiness or something like that. And someone, it's Anthony. Could isn't it be. Anthony Perkins? I can tell you this: it it appeared in Technicolor. It's Anth- it's Anthony Perkins, isn't it? Following the bluebird of happiness or something like that. Why uh, loading, loading, <laughs> loading? No, I don't. No, 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 sir. No, sir. Directed by Walter Lang. Okay. Never mind. Shirley Temple, Nigel Bruce. Oh, I love Nigel Bruce. Spring Bington. Spring. Spring Byington. Byington. Yeah, Spring Byington. Thank you. There you go. So how do you you know Spring Byington? Yeah, she's fantastic. But you don't know Robert Johnson? (laughs) Of course. This is insane. This is insane. (laughs) I mean, on some level, I would go like, that makes Bill a really interesting guy, but it's just infuriating. <laughs> How can you not know Spring Byington? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
<laughs> if you asked 10 out of 10 people who Spring Byington was, you'd have to say that every time. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. How can you not know who Spring Byington is? Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing that I just pulled that last that name out of random and you know him. Her. Spring Byington is a lady. Yes. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> Well, goddamn! <laughs> and the Spring Byington was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to spring that on you. <laughs> yeah, you really did. Yeah. Nice work. Nice Thanks. work. Okay, moving out of the temple. Yes. And into an Usuryuku Yamamoto. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? He was a Japanese Marshal Admiral of the Imperial Japanese Navy during World War II. He was named... Isaruku, because his father's age was 56 at the time of his birth. Uh-huh. And Isaruku is an old Japanese term meaning 56. Oh, okay. Isaruku Yamamoto. <laughs> his father was super proud of, of being able to make a baby at 56. <laughs> so much so, he named the child after his age. Hey, man. <laughs> if I'm planting seeds at 56... <laughs> I might put it on a banner myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. He's, he's got a lot to be proud of. That's true. He does. That's pretty darn you good. Know? Yeah. So good for Isaruku. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> he must have had to tell that story every goddamn time he introduced himself. Oh, right. yeah. why, do you, why are you called Isaruku? Oh, Christ. Here we go. Or maybe in maybe in the Japanese culture they just assume and, and you know they get it. Like <laughs> right, right. Hey, Dad was still planting seeds at fifty six, <laughs> right, huh? Yeah, right. Nice. You should be my cousin, seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn seventy two. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> Big ups to seventy two. <laughs> um okay, so that, that winds up Isoruku. Nice. Yeah, moving into some geography. Ah. We got the name of a town again. You know how this oh, happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We got a we got the name of a town. Fifty six Arkansas. Oh sure. One hundred and seventy three persons as of the twenty ten census live in fifty six. That's up ten from the two thousand census. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Wow, that's a small town. One hundred and seventy three persons. Wow. That's crazy. Not for nothing, but uh, I used to live across the street from uh, a house full of hardworking Hispanic gentlemen, and I want to say there were at least 173 of them. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if they could go ahead and make that a town or what, but uh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that is the way to do it. You're right. Right? And some good dick arounds in Arkansas, despite your <laughs> syllabic um, <laughs> problems. It's some good Arkansas dick arounds are some of the best I've ever you had. You know, I do actually like that. Arkansas dick around has a nice. Arkansas dick arounds is good, yeah, right? It has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Um, the number of counties in the state of Montana. Oh. 56. Yeah. That's fun, huh? It is. Montana, piece of trivia, one of the two states I've never been to. Never been to Montana? Nope. Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I have. Yeah. Big sky. Baby. Yeah. Here it's beautiful. It. Yeah. It is so beautiful. Yeah. I'd like to go. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it really inspires you in terms of like, uh, you know, when you come from where I slash we come from, it seems like every, every bit of land is just taken and used and manipulated and built on and all that stuff. Yeah. And 
Not so much in Montana, which is nice to see. Yeah. Just get on a horse and you ride around. Yeah, I guess you could get on a horse or your car. You know, they have cars there. <laughs> I haven't been, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. I no. wouldn't expect you to know. But yeah, there are cars and everything. Wow. Actually, mostly trucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. If, if we're splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are 56 Longhurst codes. And what's that? Longhurst codes. What is it? They they are uh, indicative of some of the uh, oceanag oceanographic uh, territories. For example, let me let me help you with this by an example. <laughs> FKLD would indicate the Southwest Atlantic shelves, <laughs> or an ISSG might indicate the Indian South subtropical gyre. <laughs> wow, you understand? You understand? Oh, p- perfectly. So, like, if you're if you if you're trying to identify a, a spot on the globe in the ocean, right. you would use one of these four-letter codes. That's fun, and there are fifty-six of them. That's fascinating. Yeah, huh? It is. It actually is fascinating. It really if is. You want to do a little little home research on Longhurst codes? I recommend. That's it. really cool. It's very good. Very fun. Like, how else would you say, I'm talking about the Indian South Subtropical Gyre, you asshole? Right. Like, if you didn't have the longitude and latitude of you know where you were. Yeah, and, and even if you do, it might not be as specific as you need it to be. I don't know. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe there's something about the shelves <laughs> in particular. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's fun. That is fun. Longhurst. I like it. Look it up. Okay. Um, here we go. There's some archaeology here, and uh, I'm going to implore you to let's keep this one sophisticated, buddy. You're, you're going to have an urge... <laughs> And I'm I'm trying to dispel you from acquiescing to that urge. I, I uh, um I'll do my best. All right, fifty six is the number of Aubrey holes. <laughs> thought to have located wooden posts in the first stage of Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey holes. <laughs> fifty six of them. <laughs> Man. Aubrey's good at a party. <laughs> Damn it! I couldn't even. I couldn't even do it. Aubrey is a party. Aubrey in herself a party. That's right. In and of herself Correct. a party. Uh, yeah, Aubrey holes. I, I don't know why they called them that, but they. I guess they stuck up some posts, which in turn helped stand up the the hinge hinges. Hmm, interesting. The parts of the hinges. Right, stone hinges. <laughs> right in this case, stone hinges. <laughs> I, if I were them, though, I would have recommended a foam henge. <laughs> so much lighter. Probably e- easier to move yeah, those things around. Exactly. Yeah, it's very, very much lighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever been no, to I'm the Salis- Salisbury Plain area and the stone henge? I've not been there. I'd like to go. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty. It, I mean, it de- it definitely takes you to a place you have like it's just unique. Yeah. You, there's nothing like it. Right. Um, so you've been there, and I, you, I have, yeah, I have. Yeah. And did you feel like you were in a place where there was like prehistoric? You know, you're like, wow, this is. It feels so. No, no, I felt like it was like. Um, I imagine what people feel at the pyramids, not like, well, this took a lot of fucking work. I, I wonder w- what it meant to them, right? To to accomplish this at at that point when things like this were so hard to accomplish, yeah. Or, yeah, or but they did it. Maybe they thought yeah. it was nothing. They were like, you know, hey, what we we get fifty six Aubrey holes and a bunch of posts. It's no big deal. 
Well, like a crossword puzzle, they're just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. I got some time to kill. There might have been Stonehenge's all over the place, and the rest of them just <laughs> like went away. They degraded. That particular one stayed up for some reason or another. You would think if there were several henges, other henges would have stood the test of time, no? Maybe. Maybe not. I, I mean, I hear you. Maybe I hear they you. were inferior henges. They were from Department 54, and they just fell apart. <laughs> This one was Department 56. It stayed up. I don't that's, know. That's nice work. <laughs> do you do you think sto- sto- the, uh, the, the henge that we're familiar with, the Stonehenge, uh-huh. was just maybe the last of the henges? Oh, maybe. Like maybe there were henges built prior and then those were degraded or whatever. Right. I don't know. It could be. I mean, it, it stands to reason that if there's one henge, there might have been another. Correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Well... I don't know. It's real interesting. It is interesting. It's those those hinges are interesting. They are fun at like sunset, guess, right? They have like a big. There's a, at sunset, there's like a party. You know, there is a thing at sunset. That's yeah, right. Yeah, fun. And um, you know, God, God love them for filling all those Aubrey holes. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> um, according to Aristotle, fifty-six is the number of layers in the universe. Oh, all right. That's Earth being one layer, uh-huh. <laughs> and then 55 crystalline spheres above it. <laughs> that away, Aristotle. There you go. That's some good speculation right there. <laughs> Completely wrong, but hey, he took a shot at it. You know, he took a swing. Aristotelian crystalline spheres, baby. <laughs> That's how we roll They're now. They're beautiful, too. I don't know if you've seen them. Oh, my God. Have I seen the crystalline spheres? Yeah, beautiful. I invented the crystalline <laughs> spheres. No, obviously it didn't. Aristotle did. So nice, though. I yeah, I don't know anything about any. What 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 does that even mean? Like, is it on? Is it stacked on top of the Earth? Is it like emanating out? Like the Earth is the the central point. Yeah, I think and that's then it. there are spheres uh, uh, surrounding it, not above it. I wouldn't say above it. I would say surrounding. Yeah, right? I think wouldn't that's like concentric. They're kind of like concentric circles. Concentric spheres. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the idea. And, you know, so back not above it. I mean, above it if you're standing on Earth, but not above it if you're looking at it from afar. Uh, right. Like the Earth is... Because it's like around it. Yeah, know? around it. The Earth is contained within these other spheres or whatever. That's absolutely And right. they, I guess they believe that the, the top sphere, the farthest one out, like the gods lived in that sphere. You know what I mean? Like they're each, in, each, in the 55th crystalline sphere. Yeah, all these spheres like had their purpose. You know what I mean? Each it's one like was a different thing. the penthouse of the crystalline spheres. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. Floor 55, that's where the gods stay. Exactly. Yeah. I love so this. They look down on everybody. I love And like this. each sphere had like a thing, like there was something to it. You know what I mean? They weren't just yeah, like yeah. random spheres. Each one sort of had a purpose or a theme or whatever. What's happening in Fear 27, one wonders. <laughs> one does wonder. <laughs> right? I'm sure Adelstyle's got it all planned out though. You know, he's got a... Yeah, no, no doubt he mapped out what the spheres did yeah. and who was there. Yeah, we yeah. don't care, but he did it. Well, I mean, somebody might have cared then. Sure. We don't care now because it's hogwash. <laughs> right? Poor, poor Aristotle. It's it's utter drivel now. But <laughs> then it was like, maybe. <laughs> crystalline spheres. I don't have a better theory. Fine. <laughs> Let's go with crystalline spheres. Aristotle's never steered us wrong before. <laughs> he was right all about all that theater bullshit. Let's go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Full throttle Aristotle, baby. <laughs> We are on board. Uh, uh, request for that to be the episode title. Just oh, putting yeah, it in that's there. good. Let me write that down. Full throttle Aristotle, baby. <laughs> Moving into some history. Actually, just one little nugget of history here. 
Um, and I, I'd be willing to get bet, bet. I'd be willing to bet uh-huh. that given three guesses, you could, you could nail this down. Really? But I'm not going to make you do it because it's tough. Okay. But 56, historically speaking, is the number of men who signed the Declaration of Independence. Uh, how about that? 56 guys. I remember hearing about that, and that rang a bell uh, my, in my little, my little youth education or miseducation, as I like to call it now. Right, right. Um, but yeah, 50, 56 dudes. Half of them who loved slavery. <laughs> you got to say probably even more than half, right? I mean, I don't, uh, I don't it know. It might what, have been more than half, down, too. Yeah, that's right. It might have been more than half. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely a majority of the dudes that signed it. Yeah. We're like, well, independence for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. All that's men. For th- no, not for them. All no. men are no, no, created no. equal, except for. <laughs> Some of the men. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, that's what, isn't that that great Orwell quote, right? All animals are created equal, except some are more equal than others. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there are 56 cards in the minor arcana of a tarot card deck. Oh, how about that? Yeah. You could play, you could, you could solo 56 pickup if you just got a tarot deck. That's true, I could. That sounds you great could. fun. You could and you would. Yeah, and then I would I would That's four more pickings uppings. <laughs> and I'd be at the same time be able to figure out what's going on with my life. Perhaps. Yes, because the first card would tell me something and then you know, whatever. You would or you wouldn't. You'd you'd pick up the death card and then a tarot guy would say, like, that's great. And you'd be like, Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I I never understood the how the tarot works. Yeah, know? I don't get it. It's like, oh, a, lo- a love and happiness card. You're like, yeah, for everyone but you. <laughs> oh. Oh, all right, tarot guy. <laughs> I feel like you're just making that up, but whatever. <laughs> Have you met Aristotle? You guys <laughs> you guys would be quite the pair, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Crystalline spheres and death cards <laughs> all night long. Uh we got we're moving into some sports, which all means right. we're wrapping it up, which means I can see the suits, they're over there, they're they're like they're tapping watches, they're like, really, let's get on with it, buddy. <laughs> Um, DiMaggio's hit game streak, which still stands today, stands at 56. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Y- you have to, you have to marvel at that streak. That's an unbelievable streak. It really is. 56 games. Uh, I mean, we'll never see it again. Probably not. What well, didn't, uh, Rose got close and he was the best hitter I've ever seen. Yep. Didn't he had a 44 game hit streak? Yeah. I think someone else did, uh, something in the forties at one did, point. Uh, I want to say maybe, uh, uh, not Matsui. <laughs> who's, oh, Ichiro? Who's the other? Yeah, didn't Ichiro have a nice long streak he at might one have. point? I also feel like sometimes there are outliers who have these really long hitting streaks too. Like I feel like Benito Santiago once had a really long hitting streak. I don't know if that's correct you, or so not. So are you saying that uh, Rose was not the second? No. You think somebody superseded the 44? I have no idea. I wish I could tell oh, you for I, sure. I don't know either. I've been just saying. You know. I mean, I can Google it like the... Like the intern that I am. No, it's all right. It's all right. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I mean, are you doing it? Are you doing it? Yeah. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I got it too. I got Willie Keeler had a 44 game. We Willie Keeler. As well as Pete Rose. And then, yeah. And then, no. And then Cobb at 40. Oh, Paul Molitor at number seven. There you go. Ma- Remember Molitor. that? 39 games. 39. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, I loved Paul Molitor. He's one of my favorite players ever. And then old J-Roll had a 38-game hitting Yeah, streak. that's crazy. 
that is crazy because he's not even a great hitter. No, and and he had he had no uh, like his he was very inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like he was just like all over the right. place, very right? Unfocused, right. very streaky. Yeah, very streaky. Which well, this proves it, I guess, right there. Right, and then that was a great team that Phillies team that he played. It on. was, um, and because uh, Utley had a thirty-five game hit streak that same season. That's right. That's crazy. That is crazy. Oh, so Jimmy Rollins is one counted over two seasons, like from the end of two thousand five over to end of one into the other. Yeah. yeah. So that I always one felt like that's like, meh. You can't really count exactly. It, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's an asterisk. Yeah. But there's Benito Santiago right there. Like I said, thirty four games in eighty seven. Yeah. Okay, but still, no one, no one was close to fifty six. No, no one really is. And uh, and I I don't think I don't see that record ever falling. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, it's fun. I like records that do that. Yeah, yeah. Fifty six games. That's crazy. Jolton Joe. Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Oh uh, yeah, goo goo get you. Uh, yeah. Hack Wilson hit fifty six home runs in nineteen thirty. Good for him. That's quite a feat. That is a National League record that stood until nineteen ninety eight. Wow. Old Hack Wilson. Un, uh, until steroids. It took steroids to get Hack Wilson off of the record books. <laughs> In the National yeah, League. Yeah, that's totally. crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Old Hack was probably juicing too. <laughs> Not Hack. He was just up there no. hacking. No, yeah, he was. Yeah. He's taking his hat. That's, right. that's yeah. right. That's absolutely right. Uh, 56 is the number of laps in the Chinese Grand Prix, the Malaysian Grand Prix, and the United States Grand Prix since 2012. <laughs> I love how they change the number of laps all the time in these things. They do, yeah, it's they do. It's kind of weird. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta adapt. You gotta widen the key. You gotta make the ballpark configurations different. You gotta do a lot of things. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you know, yeah. you gotta update your sports, people. Yeah, let's do it. You gotta get replay in there. You gotta change the number of laps. But for God's sakes, don't change the name of your team because that would be ever. Yeah, ever. No, that would be the worst. Ever. You can't do that. Ever. No, don't ever do that. No, it's too important. That's right. That's right. The heritage. It's too goddamn important. If it's offensive to somebody, who cares? It's it's my sports team name. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ, man. I know it's the worst. <laughs> who I know we've talked about it before, but really quick, who the worst offender in your mind? Of what? Of, of that, of the 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 offensive sports team. Of what? What are we talking oh, about? Oh, which is the most offensive sports team name? <laughs> yeah, the most of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I'd have to go with the Redskins. You'd go Redskins. I think so. What would you pick? I think, I think, yeah, I think that would have to be Redskins. Yeah. Yeah. The logo, though, the Cleveland Indian logo. Yeah, that's offensive for sure. Maybe worse than the, the Redskins yeah. logo. Chief Wahoo is. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, thank yeah, you. <laughs> I have to say, so, though, I loved Chief Wahoo for years. Like growing up, I thought Chief Wahoo was so fun. You know what I mean? But. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess we all thought some things that have had since become enlightened. Exactly. Yeah. In our lives, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and as a child, you, you just see a cartoon character. Like, you don't think, oh, look at that. He's got a giant nose and a big smile, you know, and all that kind of stuff. That That's true. The, That's true. You know, is sort of the uh, stereotypical stuff. It bespeaks the mentality of the adult sports fan. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Who is just like, that's a fun little fucking little thing there. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not. No, no. It's and they've gotten fun. rid of Chief Wahoo now, I think. So I think we're good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I didn't know that. So that's great. But 
what else are they willing to do? Yeah, what else are they willing to do? I mean, teams. What are you prepared to do? Like, sports teams are so dumb. Like, for example, uh, the NBA is rife with ones that just make no sense. Like, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> like, sure. Are there two words sure. that don't go together more than Utah and Jazz? Agreed. I mean, when. But, you know, we, we all know they were the New Orleans Jazz. Exactly. It made sense. And, and yeah, should the name have stayed in New Orleans? Absolutely. Something or change it to something else. Because it doesn't matter. Change it and make it to something germane to where your team is actually going to be. You know, yeah, I get it. I the get Lakers it. too is well, stupid. I mean, the, the the Dodgers even. Yeah, like that's that was obviously born of Brooklyn, the trolley Dodgers. Right. But why why keep the name? Well, if you've ever tried to cross a street in Los Angeles, the Dodgers name fits perfectly. Well, okay, all right. Because <laughs> it is dangerous. All right, so uh, so yeah, my example is for shit. Right, now. that's right. But Lakers, that's cool. L.A. Lakers makes no sense. I mean, the the, the sure, best lake they sure. have in L.A. is a tar pit. But. But to their credit, it doesn't matter now. Like, uh, it doesn't matter either way. Like, the, the L.A. Lakers are just the Lakers. It's not offensive to anybody. Right. And it's just, it is, it is what they, but should they be the Tinseltown assholes? Absolutely. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't. And, and I, don't, I don't know if I'm the Utah Jazz, if I'm ownership, I don't know what I would do. But I would be like, can we be something more Utah-based, right. perhaps? I mean, now it's too late. Now it's like, well, we're the Jazz. You know, we just, and because, you know. We become more globalized in general. Jazz. I'm sure there is right. lots of jazz in Utah now. You know what I mean? But it's just not indicative of Utah. No, not at yeah. all. Uh, Famous 56s. You got your Andre Tippets. You got your Chris Coleman. You got your Ted the Mad Stork Hendricks. And you got your Dante Glue Fingers Lavelli. Dante Lavelli? Yeah. Nice. Glue Fingers. Glue Fingers. Dante Gluefingers Lavelli. Don't let him touch your bald head. I mean, it sounds like a mob name, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> like he's uh, he's on taking the witness stand now as Dante Gluefingers Lavelli. <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> they didn't tell me anything. And you need something to disappear? Just call Gluefingers. Gluefingers, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the the coked up one, Mr. Lawrence Taylor. Oh, sure. Who is the quintessential 56, if you ask me, uh, among all, uh, throughout all sports. Yeah. There's, there's no other 56s when you think of the jersey number. That's right. Um, and a phenomenal athlete in his own right. He was amazing. Uh, could ch- literally change the entire game from the linebacking position, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, he was really good. It, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, but uh, personal problems off the field. <laughs> What are you going to do? You, gonna do? <laughs> you know, it's the NFL. They're they're going to look the other way. <laughs> so good for them. <laughs> Moving into my beloved association, three players have worn the number fifty-six. Wow, I was about to say it's probably not a high number, but I didn't it's realize it definitely, was definitely it's the lowest yet. Wow, that's ra- That is that's crazy. It is crazy. It's unbelievable. All right, let's have them. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a, it's an underwhelming list <laughs> of three fellas you probably never heard of, but uh, Francisco Elson uh-huh. was a, played for the Nugs yeah, rem- in 04 and 05. I remember him. Yeah. Brandon Hunter uh-huh. wore fifty six for the Boston Celtics, huh. and a fella by the name of Sean Williams. Hmm. Wore 56 also for the Celtics. Uh, the the second guy, was he the guy out of Georgia Tech, the three-point shooter? 
Brandon Hunter you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. No, no, this guy was a power forward no. out of the Ohio Buckeyes. You know who I'm talking about, though, that other guy from Georgia Tech they just got a couple years ago. I, I think I do. That rings a bell, fellow by the name of Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. I think his name shooter, was Hunter. Shooter yeah. named Hunter, yeah. yeah. Then there was Lindsey Hunter. Right. <laughs> but those guys didn't wear 56. No, so fuck them. <laughs> today. <laughs> but just for just today. Just for today. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there we go. Hi, uh, how about yeah, that? A tumultuous numerology segment. Yay! <laughs> it really f- took it out of yeah, me. Yeah, well, it was long and hard, and you really worked hard uh, for that. It was emotional. Don't say it's long. The suits are listening. <laughs> Emotionally draining. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about we PDB ourselves? <laughs> we got to. You remember? You remember? You remember before? What? You want to say something? <laughs> oh, well, I, but then you did too. We both had our fingers in oh. the air <laughs> as if to like point of order. <laughs> but no, you, you go first. Uh, you no, first. I was just going to go into the thing. So if you have a... a, a, a oh, you're going to go right into the thing? Well, you know, I always got a, I got a, I got a jingle thing. I got a, <laughs> I got a comment on the okay, jingle. Go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I was doing some shopping this week in my mask uh-huh. and my local organic... Uh, shopper right. has a section of CBD oil products, sure. which I peruse uh, ad nauseum uh-huh. <laughs> when I'm there. I always spend way too much time there doing research and inquiring about the different products. And in my head, as I was doing some scrolling, guess what I was singing? CBD? CBD <laughs> comes in different oils. CBD. Doesn't make your mama cry. That's <laughs> <laughs> as far as I oh, got okay. with it. But I just want you to know the jingles are a part of my life. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, thanks, yeah. buddy. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, what I was going to say was, you remember last time we, we visited with Jim outside in the hospital room? Ugh, that's... Yeah, yeah that was fantastic. I have no. I've 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 undergone the psychological methods with which to wipe that from my memory. How much CBD oil does it take? <laughs> A lot, <laughs> tonnage. <laughs> but this week we're going to dive back into the mind of one Mr. Roma. Oh, thank God! I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go see what's going on. <laughs> It's all cloudy in here, like my thoughts, drifting in and out, getting weirder all the time inside this Ricky coma. Some little shitbag I never met before. Hey! I can still kind of hear them out there. I know they're sitting slouched, jackets hung, hands wrung. Is Ricky gonna wake up? Is there even a life waiting for him if he does? Wonder if he can hear us. Wonder if he still needs that Cadillac. It's a pretty sweet ride, Mr. Roma. The sun sets on every Cadillac sooner or later. This could be my sunset. My Eldorado Sayonara. How come you lisp sometimes and other times not, Mr. Roma? Fuck you, Charlie. None of your goddamn business how I talk. Okay, and then other times you sound like a southern military man for very little reason that I can see. What's the point, Chuck? What's the fucking point? Any case, I gotta argue with you. I gotta knock heads with a paradox. What is life? 
just watching the sand fall through my hourglass, Charlie. Falling faster now. Every grain of sand falls. Can't stop it. Don't even know if I wanna. Sand. Sand. Fuck, Charlie. All the fucking sand. No, no, no. To, just to say, to thank her for the Tonka trucks. Hey, where's the G.I. Joe? Fuck you care. Fuck's that mean? Huh, Ricky? Fuck's that mean I don't care where the G.I. Joe is? It means, Lil Dave, that you haven't had a good G.I. Joe storyline for pretensies in a month. None of my business you want to push me to answer you. So... Why the fuck do you care about the G.I. Joe the first place, etc.? You kind of mean streaking, you little Ricky. Hey, did you guys hear about the popsicles? Shut the fuck up. Okay. Bring that shit of my pretensies? You want a bad one with the speaking spell and I brought it up, you'd harbor it. You'd harbor it a long time and you'd be right. Who said fuck the micro machines? Fuck the micro machines? Fuck the micro machines? Fuck the micro machines! What is this, life skills class? You got Stretch Armstrong, so you think you're the ruler of this sandbox? You want to decide what should be played with how? Is that it? I come in the schoolyard today. I get humiliated by some jag-off lunch lady. I get this shit thrown in my face by you, you genuine shit, because you got the most gold stars. Is that what I did, Dave? I humiliated you? Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Sitting on top of the sandbox. Sitting on top of the sandbox. Everything's fucking push-pops. And I don't got a moment to play with some bust-out vulgarian can't find his G.I. Joe? Fuck you, Dave. You know you got a big mouth. You play pretend the whole cafeteria stinks with your farts for a week. <laughs> what a big boy you are. Let me buy you a pack of Big League Chew. I'll show you how to chew it. Oh, yeah, I'd like that. Because it's like, it's just shreds of gum. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense. Your pal tries to tell you about popsicles. All that comes out of your mouth is circus peanuts. Ugh. How fucked up you are. Who's my pal? Huh? And what are you, Ricky? Huh? What are you? He-Man? Who the fuck are you, Mr. Slinky? What are you? Friends to the recess, man? Big deal. Fuck you. You got the memory of a fucking fly. You're terrible at Simon. I never liked you anyway. What is this, your farewell speech? I'm going home. Your farewell to the book club? I'm not going home. I'm going to Chuck E. Cheese. Have a good slice. Oh, fuck you. Fuck the lot of you. Fuck you all. Um, you were saying? It all runs in circles. Where you start, you end, and where you end, you start again. Wondering the whole time, who is my friend? I, I thought it all runs in streaks, Mr. Roma. Fucking Christ with your questions. It's both, Charlie. It runs in streaks and circles and circles and streaks. Streaks and circles. Now shut the fuck up. I'm trying to almost die dramatically. <clears throat> Who is my friend? Who's got my back? Maybe I'm not coming back. Maybe he's not coming back. He's teetering, buddy. Oh, my gosh. He's teetering. He is. This scene is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it better than last week. I loved this yeah. one. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. It's got it all. It's got it all. Yeah? You know, I laughed. I cried. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's quite a journey. 
yeah. st- okay. start to finish well, for sure. Yeah. You seem a little guarded in what? your compliments. No. <laughs> so let's get <laughs> no, into that's it. Great. <laughs> Tell me. All right. Well, give me some of the highlights. What did you love about it? Oh, I just, well, generally speaking, not taking anything specific from the scene, because uh-huh. we'll, we'll get back to that later when we go from the top, which you know I love. What, what I would just like to say, I like, boy, that, that, the whole, the whole sense of the Ricky coma, that sort of, that, that, that world of the mind. Yeah. And it's so much fun to experience. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, shine the light too much backstage, but there's a, you got a little bit of the Carlito in there, which I love. You know, <laughs> there's, you, there's hints of that coming through in the coma. It really is. Like uh, <laughs> every once like, in a while, like a, it's like, wait a minute, who, who was that again? <laughs> there's the the melding of all of the Pacino characters. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't blame Grace for. How could I? It's because of me, us. Yeah, of course. That she's doing. Yeah. But I like revisiting that 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 sense of Carlito. Yeah, yeah I do too. Sense of Ger- Gurney Carlito. <laughs> you know? It's really funny. Every sunsets of a Cadillac sooner or later. You know, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite ways to experience the character at this point. That just Gurney Carlito is, is my all-time fave. And then and then to see the contentiousness between Little Dave and Little Ricky in the memory. Yeah. It it just answers so many questions. They were so young like, too. Were they mad at each other just today in the sales office? No, 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 no. <laughs> this has been going on decades. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean the, the little chi- little children playing in a sandbox together. Yeah, and they can't uh, they can't get along there either. You want to talk about contentious? I I don't think I've ever met anyone more contentious than the kids I shared a sandbox with. Is that right? Are you fucking kidding no. me? This is crazy. I mean, maybe where you grew up, you had nice sandbox buddies. I can't say that I really? did. Really? It, al- it was always a battle to get to the best toys. Oh. And was it like... People, it was clicky. Was it like territorial? It was like, you know... Sa- yeah, very territorial. Territorial pissings almost. Ew. It was like... Ugh. That's gross. <laughs> Circus peanuts. I mean, we had some... Yeah. <laughs> We had some bad kids in our neighborhood, you know, we, but we had yeah. a lot of good kids, but in, too. But in your sandbox? I don't remember ever playing in a sandbox. Like, that's... Oh, see, sandbox is a big deal. Oh, yeah? Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember playing in a sandbox, really. You never played in a sandbox? The world is my sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But just as... It, I, I feel like we had... I mean, again, maybe this speaks like just regionalisms, but I uh, we had like... Some old junkyard tires stacked up and in a sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and then it was like a pile of old metal things that you could go <laughs> rummage around in if you wanted. <laughs> was this they were <laughs> rusty and sharp. Was the sandbox like a wooden, <laughs> had a wooden frame, like it was a square wooden frame with sand it did, in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a raised garden bed, but just filled with right, sand. You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was the sand uh, the only sandbox I can remember? The, I didn't like to play in it because it was the sand was so hard, like it was it was old, and it had hardened, you know, over the years. <laughs> yeah, and so, like jumping yeah. in a sandbox was like jumping in a cement block. You know what I mean? It was no yeah. fun in there. Yeah. No, this sandbox was a lot like that. Now I've been in several sandboxes. <laughs> I remember visiting more affluent affluent areas, and their sandboxes being top of the line. <laughs> and, the sand was soft and clean and devoid of uh, needles. <laughs> and 
if it rained, like my sandbox, my my schoolyard sandbox, if it rained, you couldn't use the sandbox for like a week. Exactly, that's my point. Yeah, it just it would just get all packed right. down and lame. Yeah. But these uh, these affluent sandboxes, I got to tell you, that's some pristine. Well, sand. they cover them. You know, they have people. They good, have people for that. Good drainage. Yeah, they have yeah, good drainage, and they cover them. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have people who cover them and take care of them and S- tend to them. Somebody did some research as to the type of sand, probably. <laughs> right, right. That's true. As opposed to like just taking some overflow from the construction site <laughs> <laughs> down the way. I feel like the sandboxes I played in, they it wasn't even sand; it was just dirt. You know what I mean? It was just like so. But you do had you had sand light colored dirt. It wasn't really like sand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, dirt boxes. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about and it. And I remember later, uh, when when I was a little older, there were kids that had, do you remember this? It was the plastic turtle-shaped thing, and it was filled with sand, yeah. and then you, the shell was like the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd put the shell on to cover up yeah. the sand, so if it rained. Yep. Yeah, we looked down our noses at yeah. that. <laughs> they had it too good. What are you getting ready for? What's life preparing you for, <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> Fucking turtle shell isn't going to come out when you get out of this schoolyard. <laughs> There's no turtle shell. <laughs> You're exposed, bitches. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, yeah, that's what we used to say to the turtle shell. Of course kids. you did. Yeah. It sounds a lot <laughs> like Ricky and Dave's conversation in a way. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. And there, wa- there was like a king of the sandbox uh, mentality. Uh-huh. There really uh-huh. was, you know? It's a, it was a microcosm. Okay. Bill, if I'm being honest, it was a fucking microcosm. You can be honest. What, what, I mean, what are we here for if we're not going to be honest? That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. right. Uh, well, that's interesting. I, I'm, 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 I'm fascinated by your sandbox experience. Well, the, yeah, and, it, and it, it translates so well. The sandbox, you know, the hierarchy of the office, the top name on the board, the hierarchy of the sandbox, who's playing with the Stretch Armstrong. Right. You know, it's, a, it's all the same. Right, right. It's all the same. The, their lives, it's like it was it was faded that they would be competing, you know, yes. their lives for for the top dog, the alpha dog. Right. right. It's fascinating that they knew each other when they were so young. I, I, I'm curious about how that happened. Like, how did they meet? Like, were they just, they randomly grew up near each other or something? And so they were... Yeah, I don't, you know, you know, I guess w- hopefully we'll find out as we unearth more. Yeah, I hope so. It, that, that is a fascinating tidbit. Yeah. I'm curious about that. But you always, you ever hear these stories? There's a dozen or so of them online and they're great. But like spouses, they're like from different parts of the country. But then there's a picture of them and they're both in the picture. They're like their families were on vacation at the same time or right, whatever. Right. And like they really just like in a world of 7 billion people, they they happened to pass each other and it was caught on film. And they, you know, and then like, you know, that it's, anything can happen. That's right. The, the the way that the molecules bounce around in the cosmos or whatever it's all oh, super that's, see, that's nice. random that's nice. or whatever i like what you did there thank yeah. you seems super <laughs> random but maybe it isn't you know i mean what you know how does that happen yeah maybe you guys like ricky and dave maybe they need each other you yeah know? yes that's right and they just kind of find each other they're like uh like kirk and and con yeah yeah they need each that's other that's right <laughs> you know fascinating push pushing each other to the limits that's right so fascinating magic and bird <laughs> they're the you know they're never better than when they're opposing that's each right other. like when when uh larry bird was born and they're 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 swaddling him in, in clothing uh, you know are the, are the parents there in french <laughs> lick thinking someday this guy's going to meet a guy named magic johnson you know what i mean like uh, it's, it's impossible no, certainly not right. yeah you, can, you can't see that shit right coming. exactly crazy yeah 
Larry was swaddled in potato sacks and nothing else. <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon yeah. my French lick. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Felt like maybe you had it locked and loaded for a little no, while. No, I didn't but, actually. Uh, anyway. That was, that's, the, that's very All impressive. right, well, let's go into this Ricky and uh, thing at the top where he's Carlitoing up the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Now this is this is this is fascinating stuff. This is dramatic stuff. <laughs> it really is. This is really good. This is good stuff. This is me. It's all cloudy in here. <laughs> it's all cloudy in here. Can't see nothing. <laughs> He's drifting in and out. It's getting weirder all the time inside this Ricky uh-huh. coma. Uh-huh. And there's Charlie there with him, some shitbag he ain't never met before. Ain't never met him. Interesting. Sharing this fucking cart with why, him. Like, why? Again, it's a kind of a mysterious thing. Totally, totally. Uh, and Ricky, uh, now we, we, we get the idea of, of Rick, again, Ricky always thinking about number one. He's worried about the people outside worrying about him. <laughs> right? So he's like, oh, they're out there with their, they're slouched with their jackets hung and their hands yeah, wrong. Sure. Is Ricky going to wake up? Is there even a lot of poetry in that line there? Just if I <laughs> there may, is. a lot of poetry there. Really? Yeah, good. there is. It is good. It's good. It language. seems almost too human to have come from grace. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know, it's. I wonder if he still need. What if he can hear us? What if he still needs that Cadillac? Like everybody on the outside is only worried about Ricky Roma and his needs. Well, they are in Ricky's hotel room. Like obviously, that's 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 the course the discourse will take. In in what in the in the proximity that he could hear. Them. Yes, that's true. Do you understand? Yeah, what I'm I mean, but they could be talking about other stuff too. Look, you want to call Ricky self-centered? Be my guest. I'm going to oppose you on it. You had to know that was coming. <laughs> You're right. The evidence is clearly on your side that he's not self-centered. Yeah. Uh, and so it, and he goes on about the Cadillac and and you know this could be his his sunset his El Dorado Sayonara. Oh uh, boy, do I love that. <laughs> I love that a lot. And then Charlie calls him on what you were talking about, which is where sometimes he sounds like Carlito and sometimes he sounds like the guy from uh, The Touch of a Woman. Right. You know, Scent of a woman. woman. Okay. Weird Freudian <laughs> slip, pal. <laughs> I'm not going to try not to feel real bad for Scent you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, okay. insert sense here of a woman, right? Just a top five movie of all time. <laughs> don't, you know, you don't have to call it what it's called. That's fine. Sight of a woman, whatever. <laughs> Hearing of a woman, sound of a woman. Yeah, all I the senses care. of exactly. a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I get okay. it. I totally okay. get it. Uh, and, and But what is it? What is it with the, vo- the yeah, vocal? Yeah, exactly. Is what well, Charlie is. And it upsets Ricky a little bit. You know, he kind of goes off on him. He gets a little mad. Yeah. How dare he question the way he talk, he talks? How could you do it, right? <laughs> He's allowed to sound however he wants to sound. Right? <laughs> right? He's just getting warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. And it leads Ricky to thinking about like the end of his life and then the sands in the hourglass and you know the sands in the hourglass. And that takes him every every grain of sand falls. <laughs> Can't stop it. Don't even know if I want Yeah, well, Ugh. what about that? Heart He doesn't want to stop the sands from falling. He doesn't want to... Well, Look, I mean, you know, we all get to that point where we got no fight I left, guess that's you know? true, yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't think that Ricky was there yet, but... 
He's getting close for sure. It's, it's taking an, an emotional toll. Yeah, it, it is. And then he starts to remember about all the fucking sand in the sandbox. Right. And then we get the flashback. Initiates the flashback, yeah, yes. To Ricky and Lil Dave Little Ricky and Lil Dave in the in the sandbox. Right. We we hear the we hear the ice cream truck before we yeah, see the ice cream anything. truck. It's beautiful, by. beautiful yeah. moment. Yeah. Very evocative. Fantastic. You know? Yes. In, indeed. It puts you right That's there. That's right. Yeah. 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 I That's love great. it. Um and so Ricky uh, <laughs> Ricky is trying to thank someone for the Tonka trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, he's he's <laughs> on some pretend phone, <laughs> and he's and he's thanking, and he's thanking the people, thanking the lady, I guess, to thank her. He right says, for the Tonka truck. for the Tonka trucks. <laughs> Somebody's mom, maybe he pretends he's talking to. <laughs> I don't know. You know, calling calling to thank her for the Tonka trucks. Yeah, whatever. I don't I know. I love that. Yeah, somebody's mom <laughs> trying to get invited over for dinner, maybe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And then little Dave's. And sorry, go ahead. Up rolls little Dave. Yeah. No, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. And he's looking for a GI Joe. Can't <laughs> find it. The GI right, Joe. Right. The GI Joe. That's right. Right. Yeah. Not any GI no, Joe. The GI Joe. Yeah. Fucking what's that guy's name? Yank. Not Yank. Yank? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a GI Joe guy. There was GI Joe, uh-huh. and then there was other guys. <laughs> right. You mean like you're talking about like in the in the '90s GI Joe? And they all had nicknames like Turk and Snake Eyes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Bambi Pants and who, what did who, you know? Who I'm talking kind about. Kind of. I was not into that that GI yeah, Joe. Yeah, that's right. When I was a kid, we had the 1970s version of GI Joe, like the Vietnam version of GI Joe that had the <laughs> he had the kung fu grip and he was like 12 inches tall and he had the fuzzy hair and the fuzzy beard and the whole thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. brought back GI Joe in the '90s when they did that cartoon, and it was like, uh, yeah, that that the Cobra was the evil organization or whatever that was fighting against GI right. Joe. Yes, and, and th- that's the era I'm talking about. You had your Duke. Duke there you go. Duke was the guy I was <laughs> right. thinking of. I don't know he who was I like called the leader. Him, Duke is he what I him meant. Yank. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm no fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, Yank and, and Duke, Duke and Snake, Snake Eyes, Eyes and Storm Shadow. <laughs> yeah, Storm, Storm Shadow, Shadow, right? <laughs> and the Baroness. Yeah, remember all Storm these guys? Storm Shadow. You but I do. I like Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow sounds like a Maybelline product. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Because G.I. Joe that. is worth it. Yeah. And then there was there was Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> who didn't have a name. I hate you, G.I. Joe. <laughs> he was nameless. He was just called Cobra Commander. <laughs> he was Cobra Commander. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Destro was the other big uh, villain, Destro. right? Remember Destro? No. Okay. He was the silver-headed oh, guy. His whole head was all silver. <laughs> yeah, you got to have one of those. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Dave, it seems like he's looking for the like you, you what you termed the Vietnam G.I. Yeah, Joe. yeah. That could, yeah. yeah. The, he had a lot yeah. of problems after he got, came back from the toy store, um, <laughs> and uh, and you mean flashbacks? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Toy store exactly, flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Ricky's like, "What the fuck you care?" <laughs> right, and starts the whole f- argument right here. The spark that ignites the Dave Moss <laughs> fire. <laughs> and it doesn't take much, as we know. No, no. certainly not. So Ricky or Dave starts in on "fucks that mean." How Ricky fucks that mean? I don't care what a GI Joe is. And it means, little Dave, you haven't had a good G.I. Joe storyline for pretensies in a month. Right. I don't see... The origi- the OG sales. Right, right, right. I don't see Dave having a very vivid imagination and being able to like 
you know, come up with stuff on the spot, you know? That's why he's not a good salesman. Exactly. Either. Yeah. He's aggressive and, and has no uh, c- creativity <laughs> in his flow. Right. Yeah. You know? He lays out a, a pamphlet. He's like, I don't know. Do you like it? <laughs> if you like it, fucking buy it. If not, waste my time. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? That's exactly right. Yeah. No finesse That's game. right. He's got no finesse That's game. right. He can't, uh, he can't like tap into uh, other parts of your brain the way Ricky can. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Ricky taps yes. into the unconscious part of your brain. Earning your trust. Yeah, making you want whatever this admiration. thing is. Yeah. And Dave is just like, do you want it or not? I'm out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. And that's how he was here. He didn't, he didn't have good storyline pretenses. Right. He just didn't. He just wanted to power through everything. Everything's a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, Dave. No. <laughs> no, we need, we, let's finesse this a little bit. Let's build the story. Uh, so, you know, and they go through the whole, the, the whole thing. And then uh, this other kid tries to chime in, comes along. Right. And I guess they're giving away some popsicles, some in the lunchroom or something. I don't know. And it's, yeah, prop popsicle giveaway. Yeah, this other day. kid comes by. Hey, do you guys hear about the popsicles? And Dave just jumps on him. Right. Shut the fuck up. Just snaps. Yeah. Out. I mean, that, that kid didn't yeah. do nothing. He was bringing him good news. He's had that mean streak in him forever. Yeah, he really has. Yeah. And he goes back on about bringing that shit up of his pretensies. And if Ricky <laughs> were on a bad one with the speaking spell, and he'd brought it up. Then Ricky would harbor it. He'd harbor it a long time and That's he'd right. be right. That's right. But you and I both know Ricky was never on a bad one with the speaking ah, spell. Please. I mean, what is Dave even talking about here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Imagine a world where little Ricky's on a bad run with the speaking spell. I don't, don't think happen. so. It doesn't. <laughs> no. Uh, and then Ricky comes back with who who said fuck the micro machines? That's a good one. Right. A whole other toy that Dave is often just k- kicking shit at, <laughs> throwing shade on the micro machines. Did you have micro machines when you were a kid? Of course. Oh. Yeah. Because they were like, uh, did no, you? No, I was too old for micro machines. No. Yeah. Really? I mean, I had Hot Wheels when I was a little kid. Maybe I'm thinking it. When when was the era of micro machines? I don't know. I could have sworn I had. They were the kind. If I'm if I'm recalling them correctly, they were the kind you like pulled back and then you let go and they went off on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, and they were just like miniature but detailed. Yeah, yeah. Is I that think right? So, yeah. I mean, we we just had Hot Wheels, which didn't go on their own. You had to push them. You know what I mean? Or, or buddy, we got to we got to get an intern. Run them in down here. a track we, or like, something. Nobody's business. What? Why are you looking up micro machines? Uh, well, I mean, we gotta know, right? I mean, I guess we do. Mid '80s, they made their entree. So yeah, I probably had some micro right, machines. Good. I had some micro machines. I had GoBots. <laughs> remember GoBots? I don't remember GoBots. They were like knockoff transformers. <laughs> they were like the dirt box of the toy <laughs> right. world. They were like, yeah, it was GoBots. It was bad. That's Go-bots. terrible. That was terrible. But who said fuck the micro machines? Who said that? Who would say that? Dave. <laughs> yep. And Dave goes through the whole uh, the whole tirade. What is this? Life skills class? I love You've that. You've got Stretch Armstrong, so you think you're the rule of the sandbox. I had a Stretch Armstrong right. for sure. As did I. I had several. Because yeah. he came in a number of iterations. That's right. Yeah. I remember. And I had, had many. I remember stretching Stretch Armstrong behind beyond his stretching point and the goo coming out like from his armpits. Yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast before. And yeah, we did the same thing. Me and my brother would just pull against each other. 
<laughs> in what was a literal a literal expression of the figurative uh, energy between us. <laughs> we were just pulling against each other constantly until we ripped an arm and saw like the the maple <laughs> yeah, that goo that comes out of Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. huh, I wouldn't have guessed that it's, was what was in there. Yeah, right, I know. But it was fascinating to a young mind to be able to squeeze and to stretch and to... It was a great toy. Yeah. Really was a great toy. It was toy. a great toy. And and the, the, the name, Stretch Armstrong, was like a I don't know where that came from, but it was like a it was like a uh kind of like uh slang. Like when someone was very um uh uh athletic and, and they were limber, you called them a stretch armstrong. You know what I mean? Like Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So strong and flexible, that's a that's a tough balance. There you go, yeah. And Stretch Armstrong had it in space. Strong as Hercules, as flexible as Gumby. See that? Gumberkules. I love that guy. <laughs> Gumberkules. <laughs> I, I come it. into the schoolyard today, I get humiliated by some jagged-off lunch lady. Right. That's harsh. And the lunch ladies. Well, you know how those lunch ladies can be. I know. I had we When I was in elementary school, we had a really mean lunch lady. Yeah, they're brisk. Yeah. Everyone had a really mean but lunch lady. But I don't lady. know why. Like... It, <laughs> I don't either, but it just was the par for the course. <laughs> it's almost like show show me through your your beharred upper lip <laughs> how angry you could be at a child. Oh, oh you're hired. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, let's see. Do you have a short uh, fuse? Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. You hate children? Yes. You're hired. Yes. <laughs> <It's just> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes to right, everything. Exactly. It's just like... I don't know where they got these ladies from. Like I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I look. It was, I'm sure it wasn't a well-paying job. I'm right. sure the lives of those ladies weren't fabulous when they went home when they left the cafeteria. Possibly. And, and little kids can be pretty shitty. You know what I mean? Like they, you know. Yeah, definitely tough to work around kids all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Okay, let's cut the lunch lady some slack. I guess. I'm trying, baby. And he gets the shit thrown in his face by you because you have the most gold stars. Right. Which okay. You can see Ricky excelling in the classroom as well as out of the classroom. Can't <laughs> really, you? I think I sometimes I think he'd be a terrible student. Like really? he just wouldn't do his assignments, but somehow he'd get out of it. You know what I mean? Like he just We're talking about Ricky. Yeah, Goma? he wouldn't do the work, but he'd get the reward. He through well, through back right. channels. I, mean, I, I guess when he when he needed to work around, he could certainly. Yeah. But also, the work wasn't hard for him. He didn't mind. I guess it. that's true. He likes rolling up his sleeves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does like to work. He's a hard worker. <laughs> right? That's for that's sure. Never stops working. Always be, that's right. <laughs> Always be doing homework was his <laughs> motto back then. A, B, D, H. Okay. <laughs> Is that what I did, little Dave? I humiliated you? I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. And Dave says, sitting on top of the sandbox. Sitting on top I of the sandbox. It. Everything's fucking push pops. I love oh, it. Delicious. Push pops were the jam. <laughs> I liked a good push yeah, pop. Yeah, they are. They're classic. Push push pop guy. They're yeah. classic. I'm more of a s- ice cream sandwich guy. But you know, yeah, that that checks <laughs> out. <laughs> that certainly checks <laughs> out. Well, you have a super exciting one. Nah, I'll just take the sandwich. <laughs> What's wrong with an ice cream sandwich? Well, I didn't. I don't mean I don't hate an ice no cream sandwich. No one does. You it's can't. Like, you know. No. Yeah. It's like. It's like it's solid. It's el- it's it is dependable solid, yeah. solid sandwich. I don't think it was the best item in the cart. <laughs> but, 
my favorite is probably if we're talking ice cream novelties and it sounds like we are i think we are i think my favorite is probably a a strawberry shortcake now what uh, all right now forgive me uh, because i don't know what that is okay that's like the it's like the ice cream popsicle and it's pink it's covered with like pink and like tan can you just stuff love on the outside? Natural colors in your yes, food. and inside it's <laughs> it's got a strawberry like filling inside, and it's vanilla ice cream on the outside. It's like, um, and does it have a does it have a crunch yeah. to it? Is there a crunchy? Yeah, the aspect? stuff on the outside's a little crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I know what yeah. you mean. Then. All right. Those, those were are good. Really good. Those are really yeah, I good. Love those. Um, um, how do you feel about uh, an enrobed vanilla? An enrobed, like a hard shell. It's a popsicle of sorts. I gotcha. Right? It's on yeah, a yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it's got a crunchy <laughs> deal and then a thick milky chocolate <laughs> thing and then some vanilla. You know I what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I like that. that yeah, that's really good. I love that. I mean, yeah, you know good. who's nailed those these days is Magnum. Have you had a Magnum ever? No, no, but I've yeah. heard. I mean, obviously, I don't eat, you know, I don't oh, eat those. Oh, right, of but course. Yeah, I, I've heard Magnums are They phenomenal. are phenomenal. They've taken that uh, concept yeah. you're talking about and, like, made it, like, gourmet or at least closer right. to, you know, something sure. more interesting. Sure, And I'm sure there's a vegan version that I will try someday, yeah. but I have not yet. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah, I like that. I, I like a chocolate, like, a, or, like, a dip top, like, if you get, a, uh, you know, a um, soft serve and they do it in the dip that hardens the yeah. hardened dip. I always love the magic shell. Yeah. It's like it's liquid and then yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, 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 Crazy. yeah. I love that. Come it's on. Good <laughs> it's good stuff. Science. <laughs> <laughs> they make it in flavors now. I go to a place uh, in upstate New York. There's this place that'll do like they have a black raspberry soft serve and then they dip it in a blue raspberry uh, magic shell. Oh, Jesus. You're, you have no... There's no way you don't get That's that. That's right. I have to have you, it. There's no... You're, you're not resisting that <laughs> no. ever. It's fantastic. That's your prison oh. meal. <laughs> right there, your last meal. That's, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me yeah. that. I don't blame no. you. Fantastic. I don't blame you. All right. So that's the push pops. Uh, can't f- Fuck you, Dave. You know you got a mouth. You play pretend the whole cafeteria stinks with your farts for a week. And then they both take a moment and they're like, they Because they're kids. Right. And somebody yeah, said farts. Yeah, exactly. They love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a big boy right. you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "Let me buy you a pack of Big League Chew. I'll show you how to chew it." Uh, yeah, which is I loved Big League Chew. I mean, come on. Uh, no, thank no? you. No, you were never you. into Big League Chew. Not for a second. Come on. No, I'm telling you, what there was nothing to like what? about it. It's just nothing but dumb shreds. <laughs> Once you opened it, you couldn't really seal it again. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like you're gonna even save it. Because it would get like uh, baseball card gum in like three and a half seconds <laughs> after it was exposed to the air. <laughs> and then you, it would lose flavor in like literally like 17.3 wow. seconds out of flavor. I rem- see, I remember sitting <laughs> sitting in the dugout at Little League with, a, with a, right. an envelope of Big League Chew, you know, and sitting yeah. there like just a pinch between my cheek and gum. And you just <laughs> right, in yeah. There. You were the sheeple they were selling Big League Chew to. <laughs> Well, I loved. So, I loved that it mimicked a cancer-causing agent. That's probably my that's favorite. That's right. Yeah, thing. You, you were all like, "We're like Greg Lazinski." <laughs> no, you're not. I can't wait till I'm tan and I can use the real stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> skull, here I that's come. Right. Yeah, they were just getting us ready for the for the skull. They were, yeah, yeah all that stuff, candy, cigarettes, <laughs> right, and big league shoe, and the whole deal. Yeah. No, I didn't like it. Didn't like, I saw I saw right through it. No, thank you. 
<laughs> no thing. I'd rather have a dipping stick. You remember oh, those? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, I, that was my little league fl- uh, snack. Yeah, those choice. were just crazy sugary. That was like little dipping oh stick where you dip the wand in different colored sugars. Yeah, the wand made of sugar. You dip into different sugar kinds of sugar <laughs> into powdered and then you sugar. Eat it. <laughs> yeah, N- your saliva necessary to make the snack work. <laughs> like. You got to lick up and down that shafty <laughs> sugar thing. All right. I'm in. That's right. Yes, Your please. spit was like the catalyst that made the experiment <laughs> work. Yeah. I think I felt invested in the <laughs> snack, which is why I liked it so much. It was like a project. You need me as much as I need you, <laughs> snack. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it gives me a headache. I'm getting a, like an, a sugar headache just from thinking about A sugar about rush. Yeah, me too. Me too. Wow. But yeah, big league chew. I'll show you to chew yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then Dave's on board. He's like, yeah, I'd like that because I don't really get it right. either. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be shown how to chew that because it's stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finally. Then maybe that's why Ricky continued to say that. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first time he said it, it was like it actually had some effect. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I can actually show you how to chew it. <laughs> Uh, and your pal tries to tell you about popsicles. All that comes out of your mouth is circus peanuts. Ooh, how fucked Ooh. up you are. Circus peanuts, up or down? Well, I, I uh, the writer here used it as an equivocation to bile. Yes. So <laughs> I'm with the writer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I enjoyed them. I will have to, I will say that. You did, I did. Really? I would eat circus peanuts like by the bag. I think oh I think they I think the one time I tried them they made me vomit. <laughs> Just the most disgusting snack. Yeah, I ever. actually liked them, and then and then I got over you know I overdid it, and then I was like I can never eat one of those ever again. <laughs> I, can never eat one again. <laughs> I think you have a story many 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 of us yeah, have. Yeah. yeah, they are the most disgusting candy. They're ever. up there. They're right up there. I. I challenge you to come up with a more disgusting candy. Not now, at any time. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say candy corn is up there for me. I don't like candy corn. Oh, candy corn is pretty yeah, disgusting, it's terrible. too. Yeah. yeah. I think slightly worse is the circus yeah, peanut, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if I had to eat one or two, I'd go candy corn, <laughs> for sure. And that's not a good place to no, be. No, it but certainly <laughs> isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's my pal, Ricky, huh? Who are you? He-Man? Remember He-Man and mm, the Masters of the good Universe? Good reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Skeletor was the bad guy. That, that's right. That's right. He and Cobra Commander should have gotten together and hung out a bit. That would have been... They really could have done they, some damage if they, they teamed really up. Could've. They could have. Uh, who the fuck are you, Mr. Slinky? Mr. Slinky, right? That fun. is fun. We had Slinkies in another episode a long time ago. I can't remember why, but... Yeah, we talked a lot about Slinkies over yeah. the years, you and I. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, what are you, friend to the... <laughs> Friend of the recess man, big deal. Fuck you. Friend of the recess man. You got the memory of a fucking fly, which is why you're terrible at Simon. That's right. Simon was fun. Simon, that little digital lighty uppy sound. Yeah, it had game. four different buttons that were different colors, and they would light up. Big, big ass. Yeah, buttons. big ass buttons, and it would light up, and you had to play back the sequence as Simon right. played it to you. Yeah, memory and 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 logic right. game. Yeah, that was fun. Uh. And I loved it. I did. I played it for hours. As yeah, I, I did too. It was it was it was challenging. Like I mean, it was easy to do a short sequence. Like anybody could do like five or six beeps, but then it would get harder and faster. And that's when it really got fun. When 
it really separated the men from the boys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it really started. It really did. Like, if you had friends that couldn't get past, like, the first four, you'd be like, hey, what are you even doing <laughs> right, here? Exactly. You, <laughs> you got the memory of a fucking get out, fly. Get out. Yeah. Get out. That's right. And there were other, we had lots of, like, memory games like that. There was, like, or, like, timed-based kind of, like, things. Like, they remember, um, concent- was it called Concentration? Was the one? Wait, that rings a bell. What was concentration? concentration? Was the one where you would it had all these different shaped holes in it, and it had a timer, and you'd push down the game board sort of into the thing, and then you had all these pieces that fit in the holes, and as the timer was going down, you had to fit all the pieces into the holes, and then hit the stop button before it went off. And if it went off, the bottom that you pushed down the game board would pop up, and all the pieces would fly out at you. Oh, you remember wow. that? Yeah, I just brought up a picture of it, and I do remember yeah. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think there was another Crazy. one that was like super concentration where the parts like fit inside each other before you put them down in the thing. Really? Yeah, that was a good one, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? How do I get that? Really? That's challenging. <laughs> yeah. I want to try it. But there, I loved that one, too. That was a fun one. Yeah. Concentration was yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, so, yeah. But Simon was your sort of entry-level memory game, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah. Had the four big light up buttons that kids just like to mash <laughs> right. on. It was you know? a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then little Ricky chimes in. What's this? Your farewell speech? <laughs> yeah. And little Dave says he's going home. You're yeah. I love how little Dave just calls his own shots. He's like, I don't want to be at the playground <laughs> I'm anymore. I'm just going home. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> it's fantastic. They don't care about me there either. I might as well go home. <laughs> right. Your farewell to the book club. Farewell to the book club. Then Dave says he's not going home. He's going to Chuck E. Cheese. He's a little peckish. <laughs> and there's a ball pit there. Maybe the kids, maybe he can become king of the ball pit. You know what I mean? There you, you go. Know? And Ricky says, have a good slice. <laughs> like, which is akin to, as it is in later iterations, don't let the door hit <laughs> right, you. Right. Where the good lords right. split you. Like, whatever, wherever. Who cares where you just <laughs> get out? <laughs> Yeah, have a good slice. Do they have? I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. Have you ever been to a Chuck E. Cheese? I sure. I I mean, I had I had like a couple of kids parties there when I was younger with with groups of party goers. Nice. How is it there? I guess that's a birthday yeah. party. Um, I didn't like no. it. I I never would ask to go there for my like. It's not something that appealed to me. Like the pizza was garbage, but I'm Italian, so you know that's fair. Like American kids can like whatever they call right. pizza. But like then Chuck E. Cheese himself was kind of weird. Like I, I don't want that big weird mouse to come out and sing to me. <laughs> I, no, thank you. I don't know. Just wasn't, and there was like a playroom, right? But like it was, you know, it had been. It was well well enjoyed. <laughs> let's say. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. The the ball pit and all those other th- things in there had been spat on and. Drizzled on by kids, <laughs> or, or, yeah, worse, or worse, you by know, hundreds of kids. Kids are often sick. Yeah, where they get stomach ill at a place mm-hmm. like Chuck E. Cheese, and then go play in the right, or they pit. can't control their uh, their their bladder. You know, evacuation, yeah, exactly, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, gross. Yeah. So, not I wasn't a fan of. The uh, Chuck I don't e. blame you. Uh, and then Dave with the little Dave with the famous "fuck you, fucked a lot of you, fuck you all." Phenomenally delivered by our actor. It was nice this Real week. Nice. Yeah, uh, and then and then we're back into Ricky's mind, and Charlie uh, picks up. <laughs> you were saying, you were saying, almost like the scenes kind of blended into yeah. each other. Really, really well, really crazy. Yeah, 
Just genius <laughs> stuff here from Grace. <laughs> and Ricky goes on about it. So the running in circles where you end, that's where you start again. Right. Wondering the whole time, who is my friend? Listen, do you get the poetry in that line? Where you start, you end. And where you end, you start again. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's What's beautiful. What's he getting at there, you think? Well, it's the circles aspect of life, yeah. right? Like, there's no, like, you, you kind of end where you begin. It's inevitable, whether it's emotionally or f- even physically. Okay. You know? And so he starts in the sandbox and he has this kind of interaction with Dave and then... You know, that kind of thing's just going to keep working itself into his life in some form or fashion. He's going to end getting buried in some dirt or something. Yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. It yeah. all runs in streaks. Dirt, dirt box. I mean, what is a coffin right? yeah. if not a sandbox? There sand you box. go, a dirt box. Circles and streaks. Yeah. That's all it is. Circles and streaks. Uh, and, and then he gets mad at Charlie for asking questions. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to die. Almost die. Almost, Almost die, die dramatically. dramatically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then he has the the big uh, final line there. Who's my friend? Who's got my back? Maybe I'm not coming back. Maybe I'm not coming wow. back. Wow. That one hit yeah. me. Like I said, I laughed. Micro machines. I cried. <laughs> Maybe I'm not coming back. There's a lot here. There's a lot. There's a huge emotional spectrum oh, here. Man. Just packed into a tight, solid I'm scene. I'm just exhausted talking about it. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> so I'm spent. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I hope Ricky gets back on his horse and wants to come back because I, you know, I, I'm I'm worried. Yeah, I mean, something something might jar him out of that that uh, depressed uh, giving. I up hope state, so. You know, I hope so. Yeah, I hope anyway. so too. Well, that was fun. Thanks, buddy. Back yeah. at you. It was now. Fun. Uh, did you say you had maybe like a quote corner you wanted to share? I got anything you well, want. I got anything <laughs> you need. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you let's do it let's do it where you call the shot you call out a segment i'll fulfill the required uh, uh, wow okay yeah well, i mean i i enjoy this jingle so much i'm just gonna do this one when you go to the movies you want to eat popcorn you don't want to eat hummus if somebody said it and you just can't forget it if you hear someone lecture Lime juice and chickpeas. Quote corner. All right, you went quote corner. I sure did. And uh, it always makes me want hummus. <laughs> well, you can have some. I can, and I will. Good. Immediately upon relating to you the following. This is a quote from David Mamet, and there's a lot to unpack here. It's a very small quote, but there's a lot to unpack, and you'll know what I mean in a minute. Okay. Um. I'm actually not going to say anything right off the bat. I just want your reaction. Okay. Uh, This is um, an interview. It looks like over 10 years ago. um, When asked to comment on adapting his work for the screen, Mr. Mamet replies, quote, it's like raping your children to teach them about sex, unquote. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You're, so your reaction is to giggle, but probably because it's an uncomfortable thing. Yeah, that is uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, wow. That's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, 
an outrageous point he's making. It's here. a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous extreme to go to. Yeah, it really. Is. Which makes me go: Is he just a shock jock at his core? Like, right. One that's armed with a super great intellect, but one that does say things occasionally just for the shock of it all. Uh, there's no doubt he does for sure. Yeah, but yeah, but I expect people as intelligent as him to be better than that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. do. Shame on me, I guess. I, I guess. But that is a bad one. Like, I know, look, Hollywood is, uh, we know it's all <laughs> about the money. It's all, you know, there's no, uh, no one's looking after the, the playwright's intent or any of that. You know what right. I mean? It's like, right. we're just putting a product on the screen. We got to get it done on this date because that's when the movie's going out and fuck you otherwise. Right. right? And to further that thought that they're not deified like they are in the theater. The writer right. isn't, you know, in Hollywood. And they are kind of an afterthought to, uh, to the end of a product that everyone else cares more about their thing than the writing of it. Right. And they, and they care more about marketing it as something that makes as much money as possible, whether or not has, has actually has anything do, to do with the writing or not. Right. You know, if exactly. you've seen the trailer yeah. for Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, or in fact many of Mammoth's films, you know the the trailer is like what? <laughs> it's, it's right. Just, they try yeah. to make it seem like it's going to be an action film or something, and then it turns right. out to be because no one will pay to see it if it's not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I get all that, but man, that's uh, that's quite a metaphor that he has concocted. And this is a guy. Maybe the the issue is I thought this as I read it. Maybe he's running out of metaphors. Like he talks often about how much Hollywood is despicable. Like, there are quotes... You could just Google mammoth quotes about Hollywood and come up with pages of shit he said about how terrible it is to work in Hollywood. Right. But he's still sucking at that teat. It's not like he made a movie and bailed on Hollywood. Like, he right. he was like, oh, no, this is garbage. He's like, no, this is garbage, but I'm getting paid, motherfucker. That's right. That's where he got his millions. I mean... For sure. Wrote, wrote great plays, but that's not how he got rich. Won awards, the wrote great plays. Yeah. And then made made a fortune in Hollywood. That's right. Um, it's a great story. It is, but but, but you he keeps bad mouthing the the industry. He's an amazing part of now, right? A huge part of right, biting the hand that feeds him essentially. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I heard then, him. And then ahead. to go for oh no, I'm sorry. You, you no, you, you go. Go ahead. Well, so that's all one layer of this, and then the other layer is just the, the imagery. Like, what do yeah. you? Why are you doing that? Right. Why are you putting in our minds raping your children? (laughs) And it's not, he doesn't say raping a child. He's just raping your children. Right. So it's incest and rape (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. And to teach them about about sex, which is like, yeah, that's the worst possible way to do anything. Right. And they do say in writing, you know, they say sometimes you have to kill your children. Right. So when, when that means when you're making edits... And you're, right. you're like, oh, but I love this scene or I love this For character sure. or whatever. And you have to cut them. It feels like killing your children. Right. I, I get that. So I think uh, that's where the your children thing comes from. Well, I take umbrage with that, too. Like, we can all stop saying that, motherfuckers. Like, that's <laughs> dumb. It's not your child. It's nothing at all like that. Like, lose a child and then say making cuts in your script is the same fucking thing. You yeah. asshole. Yeah, that's true. But but the, the the invocation of rape somehow makes it worse. It sure does <laughs> to me. I just like I when I read it, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. And I've heard him say things about um, writing movies that I thought were really interesting. You know, like there's a quote. Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but I saw him in an interview one time, 
And he said, uh, he was talking about the difference between writing a play and writing a movie. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, writing a play is like building a car. But right. r- writing a movie is like building an airplane. Yes. Like you can you can build a car and, and it cannot be perfect, but it'll still get you from A to B, you know, and you won't die. You know what right. I mean? It can be big and clunky and have one square wheel and three round wheels and it'll still work, basically work. Right. But if you're off by a hair when you're building an airplane, you're going to crash and die. You right. know what I mean? So it's. It, it, I always thought that was a really interesting metaphor. Yeah, I think that's a solid analogy. I get it. Yeah. I did too, and I was like, okay, th- th- that's that's great, great advice. You know, what I, mean? I, but I think then, he has amazing things to say about writing. I've I've read all those books. I think he's a genius in that area for sure. And then he comes back with this, and then there's this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like what. It's hard to reconcile those two. Like the one sounds reverential, like, oh, writing a movie is so challenging and so hard. You have to be so precise. Right. And then he also says, well, writing a movie is like raping your children. Yeah. I mean, like, what? Make up your mind, man. Yeah. This is the same guy that said a good film script should be able to do completely without dialogue. Yes. Like, um, well, then no reason to rape anyone, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like the... I, I just... We should all stop using the word unless we're talking about the act and how we can help. <laughs> that that should be the beginning and end of that word. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's but uh, he's an old dog, and so am I. <laughs> he is an old dog. Yeah. So, uh, and he's a weird one, you know? He's getting weirder all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Aren't we all? I guess. I wonder what he's doing in the quarantine. You he's know, like polishing his old guns and polishing stuff. Polishing a gun while uh, writing a letter to get millionaires uh, less uh, <laughs> uh, punished. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Davy Dave. Oh, Dave. All right. But next quote corner, my, I solemnly swear to bring some of the brilliance so that we can maybe talk glowingly about what we loved in, in the first place. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, you gotta I, I, I am the only one that can do quote corners now. Is that right? I'm the only one that brings stuff like that. Is that I, correct? I That's did one like last week or two weeks ago. There's no way you did one like two weeks ago. I did do one two weeks ago. Well, what was Check, the quote? It was fuck mammoth. Remember that? Oh yeah, sure. Marijuana you, brain. Yeah, you read it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that morning. Yeah, it was a good. Yeah, quote. that's the kind of research we're looking for here, pal. <laughs> oh right, the cancel mammoth discussion. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. it was all right. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't raping your children good, but it was good. <laughs> well, what is? <laughs> That's a good one to get out on, huh? It is. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, this was really kind of fun until the end there. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. What would David Mamet think? What would David